Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome to Tuesday Night Jaw. I'm your host, Jim. We are proudly on the Distraction Pieces Network and it's our Money in the Bank uh, review episode roundtable thing in the hottest, smallest studio in scenic Shoreditch. Uh, my guests, I'm going to say my guests at this time because I tweeted yesterday, I properly hate that. <laughs> my guest, of course he's your guest at this time. Not going to be your guest three hours in the future. It's just a daft sentence. But my guest at this time, I've done it now. Um, first of all, uh, the Distraction Pieces Network head honcho, genuine all-round good egg, and a man that, if unless I'm very much mistaken, has had his beard trimmed. Yeah, uh, Scroobius Pip. Yeah, I've had a bit of a tidy up. It is. A, it's. I reckon it is an inch shorter than last yeah, time I saw you. I used uh, ruffians in um, in Covent Garden. Nice Just a little free plug for them there. Um, yeah, they were all right. I enjoyed them. It's. I mean, it's tidier, right? It is tidier. It just when you came in, I was like, "There's something different," and it's yeah. just shorter beard, shorter beard and longer hair. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to do opposites, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to stretch my hair and shrink my beard. Actually, I've not. I've just pulled my hair, and the hair's gone <laughs> in my face <laughs> and come out the other end. So I've just pulled it. Um, there is something at the st- obviously we've on the last last couple we've overrun. Quite yeah. a bit gone long. It's always good. I think it's a good thing. Like we were saying just now, I'm currently listening to a five-hour Joe Rogan yeah. podcast. But just being the network guy, I know that on any podcast you get more listeners at the beginning than at the end. At the end is when we all do our plugs. I wanted to get a plug in at the start for Jim's show on Monday, oh, bless you, which mate. is your big stand-up show, which you did at the Fringe, which went down really well, and at Leicester Comedy or Leicester Fringe as well, wasn't yep. it? It got great reviews. Yeah, so. Get that plugged now at the Mon- start. Monday. I know, because I know you won't at this point, so you're too humble and nice. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's on my notes to make sure Jim it, plugs his show it, early. It does, clash, it does clash with an England game now because of England's inability to uh, to win a group at the European Championships. That's their failure, not yours. It is. So, um, so uh, <laughs> half, don't, don't punish Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, ha- half past seven, the Backyard Comedy Club in Bethnal Green. Um, it's uh, it's like you, a fiver, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it is a fiver. It's, you go to jimsmallman.com slash 
My Girls Film. JimSmallman.com slash My Girls Film. Uh, buy a ticket and come along. There'll be a lot of wrestling fans there because they turned out they're my core audience. Yeah. And I'm quite fine with that. Um, so come along. It's, it's a show called My Girls that I'm genuinely proud of. Uh, and, 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 and I'm glad you've made me plug it now. And to be honest, this intro bit is the most boring part of the podcast. So you can be ordering it online while you're listening to us yeah. introduce each yeah. other. <laughs> and by the time we get into the wrestling, which is what you've tuned in for, you've already got your tickets. So, yeah. I heard you, by the way, described as... <laughs> I was I was flicking through radio state. I've got digital radio in my car because mm-hmm. I'm... I'm doing all right right and i was <laughs> and i was i was driving along and i was flicking through a digital radio station i flicked through absolute yeah and you were on that night i was but it, i didn't hear you i just heard them plugging who you were brilliant to listeners of absolute and one of the things they said were they called you a polymath I am uh, because a you do so many different things. Yeah, I do. Um, but I didn't know if that was is that is polymath the right word to describe you? I don't know. I don't really know what it means. <laughs> a dictionary isn't one of the things no. that I do. <laughs> isn't one of my functions. I'm not a shit transformer that can turn into a dictionary. But yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. My favourite was always a um when this is now and a terrible drop here. But when I won a Sony award. F- from our show on XFM me and my producer were at the Sony's not expecting to win anything and um, they were they'd, they'd, they'd read the nominations and then they're reading the winner and they, they had a description they said um, the host of this show is a non-linear non-linear maverick and we looked at each other and was like that just means like all over the place unplanned <laughs> a bit shit doesn't make sense and it's the first moment that we thought this has got to be us because everyone else in it was like Terry Wogan and stuff like that it's like non-linear maverick that's just a really polite way of saying god it's a mess but somehow it works good name for an album yeah, yeah the non-linear maverick um, the, non- <laughs> the non-linear mavericks by the way were a much less successful country band um, <laughs> Not gonna, not gonna top that joke today. Um, our second guest um, is a professional wrestler, um, genuinely one of the funniest people I know because I do one of his jokes on stage. Uh, someone tweeted me and said, three to one, you do, uh, you do his German Shepherd's joke." I've already done it on the podcast at least once. I'm not doing it again. Uh, <laughs> come and see me live next Monday, June 27th. Um, uh, like Pip, a Millwall supporter. Um, uh, so we put them both in the same room together Um, and someone who's been uh, around the world of British wrestling as I've known it since we started Progress uh, the wonderful Mr Danny Garnell hello Danny hello how are you I'm alright I'm good (laughs) thanks Um, uh, I'm I'm quite happy to have you on because I know not only are you a wrestler and a bloke who uh, who en- who enjoys talking about wrestling, but you you seriously into your podcasts as well. Aren't oh, you? So. big time! Yeah, I've just discovered um, Joe Rogan's podcast, and it all just went from there. Just yeah. so many others have come off of the back of that that I listen to now, and yeah. yeah and I'm trying to get you me. to do stand stand up as well. Yeah, because we've no, had this discussion in yeah. the like. You're really good at Twitter. Like you don't, and you're good at social media. Your Twitter and Facebook. Me and my wife are always like, "Danny's really like you're really funny," <laughs> and you clearly really do write. You yeah. do write good <laughs> jokes. Um, and and we've had this discussion about you doing an open spot yeah. at some point. Yeah, you, with, you give me some good advice, actually. which I really, yeah. I want you to. Do, I, I so want you to do. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, just just tweet Danny uh, repeatedly and tell him he has to do stand up until he listens to us. Yeah. Does it? <laughs> At Danny Garnell. Thank <laughs> you. I've I've done. I've told you telling his German sh- <laughs> on on my podcast on the drunk cast because because <laughs> Stu had a story <laughs> about a German a dead German sh- a shepherd in a, a suitcase <laughs> and this dog had died and his mate was having to take it somewhere because any only way he could get it was that and a guy helped him with this big case 
and, he, and the guy said, Cole, Cole, what's in here? And he didn't want to say a dead dog, so he said, oh, it's full of money, jokingly. The guy grabbed it and did a runner, <laughs> thinking he'd stolen a case full of money and he'd stolen a case with a dead German shepherd in it. <laughs> Which I then made the reference of, of course. If this is your first time listening to Tuesday Night Jaw, we sometimes talk about wrestling. Um, <laughs> but, but mainly... Mainly... Like, yeah, mainly dogs. Um, our third guest... Um, is I was going to say is the silent workhorse behind Progress Wrestling is one of my best friends is my business partner um, but we've already heard his voice which takes away the impact of you not talking the most common t- thing I've been tweeted today when I've asked for people to ask questions for Tuesday Night Jaw is John's on I thought he didn't talk um, so uh, address this now John Briley and, and talk immediately into a microphone so people can hear I mean people have been waiting on this the first the first sentence you've ever said in public go on John go on if you have a gold wristband please sit in the right seat <laughs> marvellous good work good work it was like Kane taking off his mask <laughs> <laughs> not that you he, he deformed and weird although looking. I am other than that <laughs> although none of us can look at you directly um, <laughs> um, only because I told you not to <laughs> Now, you wanted to be on today because Money in the Bank's your favourite pay-per-view, isn't it? It is. It genuinely is. That and the Royal Rumble, but I slightly prefer Money in the Bank. Uh-huh. We will get to Money in the Bank shortly and, of course, Raw from last night, uh, which instead of deliberately doing Raw separately, because we always run out of time, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've am going got various questions that have, have feed in uh, to do with the matches uh, from Money in the Bank, uh, which is the first pay-per-view in ages I've not watched live, because mm-hmm. after our show in Manchester on Sunday, I was just dead. I had no energy. I had to watch it yesterday afternoon, which is... a uh, I managed to avoid spoilers as well because I, I thought I'm going to have to stay off Twitter because people are going to tweet me questions ready because people now know when we're yeah, doing these yeah. and have, have started tweeting questions really early but I, luckily I managed to get away with it. But nice. before we get to that quick kickoff question I did this last time around um, me and Chris Brooker we did a, a draft mini episode where yeah. we did our own draft of, of Raw and Smackdown. It's great. I can't, I can't <laughs> recommend it enough. I had the best time listening to that. <laughs> but the best bit is, is people have tweeted me going oh, I've done it but they've done it on their own yeah. and they've changed the rules. That's not how it works. You've got count. to follow the same rules as me and Chris and it's got to be two mates in a room, ideally whilst eating. Right? You've got to do it. You've got to follow the exact... Because people are going, I've chosen I've chosen 10 non-WWE wrestlers. No, no, that's not how it works. You're only allowed two. Now, that was the thing that came up the most is people going, who would you, who yeah. would you sign who isn't signed to WWE? Now, my choices, I, and I got two, were uh, friend of distraction pieces, Will Ospreay. Yeah. And uh, hopefully one day, friend of distraction pieces, the young books, because um, I really like flips. That's why I chose them both. So after the draft last week, loads of Tuesday Night Jaw listeners did their draft. Um, uh, so uh, I'm interested in your non WWE picks, and I'm only going to give you one. So you're in charge of WWE. You get to put one person, not into developmental, one person straight onto Raw slash SmackDown. Whatever happens with the when well, the brand so happens, they need to be a trained wrestler. So they need to be a trained wrestler. You, you can't, you, you can't <laughs> put Warren on it. Yeah, right? he's busy producing this. Right, there's a there's a lad up my road. He's got a really good. He's just got something about he's him. Got a, oh, he's got a look. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think it's very important to establish the rules. Before. <laughs> this is why when we when we have booking meetings, John's the logic person, and I think that's come through really well. <laughs> just in that. Um, so yeah, you can pick one person from outside, and they can't be signed to the PC. They can't be signed to NXT. One person from outside WWE slash NXT to be put straight onto main television for WWE. Who do you choose and 
why? Who wants to go first? Because I've done mine, so I'll, pick first. I'll, I'll happily go first because I, I, I text you having a go at you for, for not picking this person as <laughs> yours. So <laughs> I've, I've already thought about it. That's how much I nerded out on that episode. But I'd, I'd pick Kurt Angle. And I, I, I know he's at the end, but I think he's still got that the, the, that last run. You can put him against Brock again. You can put him with um, American Alpha and, and stuff like that and have him as yep. this just... as this the Death Leader. I read an interview with him recently where he was saying... He does want to come back for a year or two. He says he's spoken to, to, to I Triple that, H. I read that this and, morning, actually. And, and it'll happen at some point. And, but, but what I liked was he said, I also like the idea of managing someone like American Alpha afterwards. So, again, I can see you getting... Because as much as he's an amazing wrestler, he developed into a great talker and a great character as well. Like some of his... Tiny cow uh, hat. When he was comedy Kurt, <laughs> he was absolutely hilarious. Um, so again, yeah, I can see him as a great... Although it might not seem like a long-term a booking, I can see him as a, a great one. And also, again, I think what you're, you're seeing with we're going to have this big push of NXT um, and new wrestlers coming through, it's important to have people... Who can who can bring them through and bring them up and bring yeah. them along? Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's my reasoning. Uh, and and yeah, because you you were quite irate. Yeah, like, we're pretty good mates, but that's the yeah. most. I, I was, was really like, angry. It I was, was like, a short time on. that I'd, I'd let the network down. He's available. Um, and and I, I do love it, and he is wonderful and yeah. is responsible. Quite a lot of my favourite matches of around ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and people forget like his. His little run when he was signed to ECW was great for him. He started wearing a gum shield and being infinitely more psychotic. And yeah, then his, yeah. his early part of his TNA run was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, his feud with Joe in, in TNA yeah. was wonderful to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who's next, John? Is, it, is there any restriction at all? Do they have to be available? No, no. It's, it's, it's fantasy booking. It's fant- total fantasy booking. You don't have to worry about their contracts or anything like that. We're using Vince's money to buy them out. They need to. They need to ideally be alive. Would be. Mm. It's not that much of fancy booking. It needs to be someone who would. First option. <laughs> it needs to be someone who would genuinely be able to. Because like Kurt could go straight onto television yeah. and get a huge reaction. It needs to be that level. And it's just one. Just one. Batista. Batista. Is he not still? Is he? Oh, no, he's not signed, is he? Yeah. Anymore, is he? I don't think so. Anyway. So you go straight. Why? Why? Why Batista? Because Batista as a heel is wonderful to watch if you allow him to be the grumpy miserable man that he clearly wants to be <laughs> and just rag on the fans and the company sometimes mm. he's incredibly engaging so we remember when when Batista came back and everyone was booing him going boo we don't like Do you remember he'd not changed he was exactly as exciting as he was in the first place when people really liked him yeah. which I found really like come on I bet you can like play a Upon that hill roll all the more yeah. now though because he can be the real life Miz because he is genuinely Absolutely, a yeah. huge Hollywood star. <laughs> yeah. He's genuinely hugely successful. Yeah. He's walked away and gone. Forget you guys. I'm going to go off and do this. I can't be bothered. Yeah, and bring it back and just wrestling. do that. Yeah. Just do that character when he was here when he was feuding with Mysterio just before he left. Mm. Before that was great. When he came out wearing blue at the Royal Rumble that time. Oh, yeah. That that time. Was, <laughs> when, he, when he didn't get the memo about what everyone else was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Blue about that. Blue, um, guys, I've only got my blue gear. <laughs> uh, Danny, who do you choose, mate? Uh, me, because I could do it with the money. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great signing. Yeah. No, it's solid. Uh, no, uh, I would pick honestly, uh, Shah Samuels. Oh, cool. That's yeah. I just think Shah is absolutely brilliant. Kind of a bad match, 
and I have a, I have a good story about Shaw. Yeah. Which is the first? You know what story <coughs> this is. So the first time he ever wrestled, you might remember this. First time he ever wrestled for us. Yeah. Um, and and Shaw's Shaw's a lovely guy, right? And the first time he ever wrestled for us, he we weren't we weren't using him because you know our roster was full. That sometimes happens. We yeah. can't use everybody. And he um, we lost a wrestler. Uh, I forget for whatever reason and whoever it was. So we lost someone, and we needed someone really quickly, and it needed to be someone who lived near London. Which obviously Shard does. Yeah, I remember this. And, yeah. and so, uh, so Jimmy Havoc rings Shard. He goes, "I'll ring Shard. He'll come down. He'll do a good job." And we needed a heel, so it works. Yeah. And he rang, he rang Shard up, and and this is how the phone conversation goes. So Jimmy goes, um, "All right, all right, um, Shard, listen, um, what are you doing today, mate?" And he went, oh, I'm, "I'm out the playground with my kids." And he goes, "Oh, oh that's a shame. It's just." Um, uh, don't know if you you were free to work this afternoon because Progress really needs someone. He'd kind of need you in like an hour or so. And he goes, "Yeah, hang on a minute." You're in. Pull the phone away from his his face and just go, "Kids, get in the fucking van." <laughs> <laughs> and from that point onwards, I really like Shaw. Um, <laughs> but no, he, he's good. And it, I think with I think there's there's people in there's people in British wrestling that British wrestlers like yourself appreciate. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, if you if you turn up at a car, at a show, any show doesn't matter, big mm. show like you or anywhere, the back end of nowhere, church hall, and you see on the sheet you're on with Shah, you just go, oh. <laughs> because you know that you're in for a, a good night, mm. but one that's not going to require too much fault yeah. or effort or not effort in terms of putting on a bad show, but it's just you know, it's safe fans. Yeah, and yeah. and you don't need to go into intricate detail about everything mm. you can just say yeah we'll do this this and this see you out there done can you imagine you know? can you imagine him because he's, he's I think he's got one of the most stereotypically British gimmicks yeah can you imagine a WWE crowd taking to certainly taking to him as a heel can you, do you think he could be because it's, it's quite cart- it's not I don't mean in a, I certainly don't mean no, in a bad way exactly it's quite cartoonish yeah. do you think they could take to it in the same way they took to Regal for example I think so yeah because I've noticed on Twitter and, and whatnot lately there seems to be more and more of a trend with American people latching onto all things British mm. they love British culture again at the minute I know it goes in peaks and troughs doesn't yeah. it but it seems like British stuff is popular again mm. and I think Shah out there with his Gimmick, which is basically just Shah turned up to eleven, yeah. would be brilliant. Yeah, yeah without the raw meat. Yeah, <laughs> as a as a villain or a, or yeah. a blue eye, you know, I think he'd do really well out there. Yeah, I think they'd love to hate him, mm. which you know, like the best villains become the best blue eyes always in wrestling. Like, you I, know, I love hearing the term. Versa. I love hearing the term blue eye. It's when someone's been around wrestling for because the, the young, the, I find the younger lads don't ever use it. Because it's just face and heel for, for like oh, yeah, yeah, 20 year old kids. Heel, yeah, and I love because yeah. when did you debut? When you... Uh, 1998, I was 14. Right. Yeah. And because you were wrestling for, because you had that show for Noah, didn't you? When you were yeah. uh, early, tw- very early 20s. That was moment. like, yeah, um, 2010 ish yeah. time. Yeah, so it's so it's so the one in Coventry, t- wasn't in it? In my 20s. Um, Broxbong. Yeah, that's They'd done a tour and they did uh, Broxbong and Coventry. Yeah. James Mason was on at Coventry. Because I, I went to the Coventry one. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I remember chatting to you about this. And I, I just. Because in my head, like, because you're, I mean, you're still dead young. You're still young. You're younger than me. Right? I'm 32 now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you just kind of went. Where was you when you if you're 14 in your first match? <laughs> who did you wrestle? I wrestled a guy. He was called uh, Sebastian P. Sterling, and so as the name suggests, his gimmick was he was like a lord. 
Yeah. And there was uh, 11 people in the crowd, including <laughs> my dad and my cousin. Amazing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I just got bashed up for 20 minutes or whatever. He let me 20 do a, minutes? He let me do a Rana. He let me do a flying head. I used to do flying stuff when yeah. I was just started out. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just finished me. But, yeah, that was my first match. And then uh, Andre, who, uh, who trained me, and uh, he had, like, Hammerlock Wrestling. That was Andre's promotion. After that, I was just on the shows kind mm. of thing, and I didn't... Like, it was one of my favourite stories about Andre that, like, my mates are sick of hearing, probably, is that I trained there, and uh, I used to pay to train, obviously, like you do. But then after about three months of it, he said, uh, you don't pay no more. I like, cool. just want to show you to wrestle. And... As long as you help out around the gym, then your training is like on on the house sort of thing. So, yeah, just it's always. It's a great confidence boost as well because that oh, means because yeah. you, you hear it on on various wrestling podcasts. Yeah. You, hear, um, you hear it a lot with American guys yeah. who paid X amount of money to train, and then one day they just go, "That's it, you're not paying anymore." And it's obviously because you're representing yeah. that training school so well. Yeah, it just means so much it. to me. That it still does. It means a lot to me now because yeah. obviously Andre passed away and whatever. Mm. But um, yeah. Just and then and then I worked, got to work shows. Andre never run um, like a weekly show or anything, but he used to do tours. So he'd do like a fortnight tour, yeah, a few times a year. So you'd be booked on out of ten days, you might get like six, eight, seven shows maybe. But they were, he used to just go all over the UK. So you were always in a van. The PE teacher used to write me notes so I could leave school. Uh, Mr. Heavycon, cheers, Mr. Heavycon. <laughs> he wrote me a little note so I could I could leave. What's his name? Wrestle. Mr. Heavycon. Mr. Heavycon. Yeah, it's petrifying. That's an amazingly terrible. Peter teachers are scary at the best of times. Yeah. If you get whipped by a towel by Mr. Heavycon, yeah, you're out of action forever. It's like nominative determinism. We're going to start chatting about Money in the Bank. <coughs> um, we're going to start with the pre-show, which. Um, it's going to lead into me asking Danny a question about actually being a professional wrestler, right? So, the first match on the pre-show, which, oh, God, was... You know, this is a positive podcast. Yeah. I try and make this podcast yeah. as positive as possible. Um, was was Golden Truth, featuring one of my favourite wrestlers of all time, genuinely Goldust, who I love and want to hang out with and be friends with. <laughs> Um, so Goldust and, and, and R-Truth is one of my favourite podcast guests ever if you listen to him on Jericho's podcast it's brilliant it's amazing he talks about dancing and he, he used to dance he, I swear he said he used to dance for Tupac yeah he did and, yeah. and stuff like that just, really just the craziest stories and it's wonderful because you've never heard anyone as white as Jericho in that because <laughs> he, he, he tries to talk about rappers and stuff and he's like yeah yeah so Tupac and just just, just, getting, just saying all these weird inflections I imagine the, names I, 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 and bless Chris Jericho but I imagine he's thinking rap music what do I know well like, Run DMC did that song with Aerosmith yeah, exactly that exactly that I love it um, so Golden Truth um, against uh, the team I'm calling Breeze Dango yep. um, Tyler Breeze and, and Fandango and, and the whole thing here was all to do with sunburn yeah it was weird wasn't it now this is going to lead into a question for you Danny Okay. have you ever wrestled with sunburn if so has anyone ever been a dick and chopped you in the sunburn D- no but <laughs> but once I was booked out in Ireland and I just started uh, going out with my wife now but we mm. was just going out at the time and she put in my head that I'd look better if I waxed my chest nice <laughs> <laughs> nice obviously on a wind up so yeah she waxed my chest 
the morning of my flight oh. and I got out there and all, like, all the boys out in Ireland we're all mates and have been for years because uh, Andre had a gym out in Ireland as well yeah. we used to go over regular and uh, I was like lads start plays just that and then obviously chop, everyone chop central all over it. yeah to the point where I was bleeding out of my chest oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but sunburn no, that would be ridiculous <laughs> yeah. I mean it's the fact that obviously hard, hard way yeah. <laughs> but obviously it's not real sunburn I mean but it was like it was a full on yeah. Like humour wise, it was like police academy. Yeah, it was bizarre. It was it was a bizarre and, and humour has its place in wrestling. Of yeah, course it does. Yeah. And the fans seemed to enjoy it, but I was watching it going, I I just you just wouldn't wrestle. It, 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 <laughs> it just it, wouldn't even come out. It seemed too far in the match. I really enjoyed and a lot of people didn't, but I really enjoyed when um they started doing the segments in like Central Park and whatever of Gold Dust trying to woo our truth and stuff like that. There were some good ones. There were some awful ones, but there were a few that I was like, "That's funny," and it's good that at least there, there's 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 some wrestlers who aren't just going the reality type thing and all this kind of thing. There's some that is mm. just this crazy weird world. But yeah, it did feel a bit far in the in the match that they were they even as they were coming out, the, the, they're walking all awkward and their sunburn peeling off. It, it was, was it was so bad. And and, and the yeah, thing is, not match. the thing is as well, uh, like. I feel a bit sorry for, for Tyler Breeze and Fandango because they're both very talented. I'm, I'm gutted I wasn't watching NXT when Tyler Breeze oh, was smashing was it because I've got no n- no reference oh, point. All wonderful. I see is this kind of mid-level guy in an average gimmick mm. that doesn't seem that great. Everyone online and everywhere is always like, he's amazing, he's so good. It's like... But also as well, I it shows you... I'm, mm. I'm just not into it, it. It shows you how much of a step up it is from... I mean, I think the gap's getting yeah. smaller because NXT's... Yeah. People are starting bigger in NXT. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. three years ago, Nakamura wouldn't have gone to NXT. No. He would have ended up like AJ did straight on, yeah. straight on on mm-hmm. main television. Whereas now, it's a big enough brand for them to put really big people on it. And with Tyler Breeze, he's someone that they bought through, and he, he clearly worked really, really hard, and he got his gimmick over, and he's, he's he had great matches, yeah. really good matches. But it's a big step to go from that to being on main telly, and again, not everyone can make it. He could. I think sometimes it, a lot of it's a test of your resilience because if you can stick around like Daniel Bryan's a great example of this yeah. if you can be told by the way you know you're WWE champion and you know it's WrestleMania in Miami you're losing in 18 seconds and not yeah. complain about it and get on with it I do think sometimes they throw in they throw in a deliberate test of your, your mental resilience mm-hmm. to put up with having a, yeah, a bit of a dodgy like that, gimmick yeah. for a bit and you know if he comes to it with a smile on his face then maybe because yeah. he's, he's sure Michaels-esque some of his stuff's yeah. brilliant, properly brilliant. I think there's an element of not only being given a chance for the character to get over, but there's also an element of going from a, a venue which is holding 400 people, is it, in full sale? Four, four, five hundred? I think so. It might so, be a bit more than that. Slightly more than that, yeah. to venues that are holding 13, 15, 20,000. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes it just doesn't translate to a bigger gimmick, no. uh, a and bigger venue, sorry. And that full sale crowd at times can be... Uh, uh, it can be a mixed blessing because yeah. they're so on board and mm. you're so over with them that it can, I, I do think are you right there that people can rest they, they're dying to have a chant for you yeah and then they get one and they're and happy also, that's not the case on the main roster no. they, they, they're there to be impressed in full cell they know what they're there for. or whoever else but they, they know that they're there to be supportive for the guys yeah. that are coming through developmental yeah. it's the same like on progress we have a developmental brand called Endeavour yeah. and the crowds are very different because they know that everyone's new yeah, yeah. it's and like so the equivalent of a friends and family show in yeah, a way almost, yeah. Quite, you know in a way um, you go up to a big arena then no one cares. You've got to, you've got to win them over again. And yeah. 
it's kind of up to the management to give them the chance to get that over. However, sometimes a character like that just won't translate. But this is the thing that got me, is in theory his character would work better on the main brand than it did on NXT, because he had a very, sport, for want of a better word, sports entertainment gimmick yeah. on a very wrestling heavy show and he got that gimmick over because initially the fans did not like it at full sale and then they went oh hang on he's both doing the gimmick really well and he's a good wrestler so we're cool with this now yeah. but in theory that gimmick should translate I think on when he was on NXT he was doing that gimmick with a uh, twinkle in his eye like mm. knowing it was very sports entertainment yeah. and that doesn't come across no. on the main roster it just comes across as very sports entertainment mm. And as well, I guess if you're on a very wrestling show, like you say, and you're the the only sports entertainer, you're going to stand out yeah, a million yeah. miles. Yeah, it's a good point. So it's a good point. Whereas then you're on the main roster and you've got these. Everyone's a huge character. Yeah. Everyone's a huge exaggerated thing. Then yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that. And then also on the pre-show, we had uh, the Dudley Boys against the Lucha Dragons, which was actually really is quite a cool little match to be honest. Yeah, good um, match. Now. Um, there's a couple of questions for you guys from this. The, the first one's about the Dudleys' role in general. Because I could have swore <laughs> no, that they were going no, to... do you mean Bubba's actual role he did? Because that was great. Because <laughs> as Kalisa came in, he did his, his little role and Bubba did one to mock him, which did make me go, actually, he's joking, but he is a very agile big man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sure that's, uh, that's no, not the role it is, specifically it is, you it mean. It is, it is well put. Um, uh, I... I love the Dudleys. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have to say, um, a huge fan of the Dudleys. Uh, I, I once shook the hand of both of them, and um, Danny will know what I mean by this. Hang on, they share hands. No, no, no. <laughs> no. no they don't do that. Um, but you know, um, there's a wrestler's handshake, right? Yeah. And it's for some reason, some wrestlers like if I was to sh- if I shake a comedian's hand when I introduce him on stage, it's a normal firm handshake. It's not a businessman I'm trying to prove I'm alpha male crush your hand right, handshake yeah, yeah. but wrestlers do quite a limp handshake yeah some do yeah. Devon Dudley has the the limpest of all the hand- literally it's like he kind of just dangles his hand and you have to sort of grab yeah. it's that that's exactly yeah. what we just did yeah. he's just literally just sort of grabbing just a finger and, and it's and he still looks you in the eyes and smiles and he's a lovely yeah. guy but it's like I remember thinking I just I'm, I'm a bit disappointed the handshake's not a little bit more powerful <laughs> um, yeah. so when they first came back, everyone was like, oh, they're going to have, is it, would it be their 10th WWE title run? So instantly people were like, oh, they're going, to have, they're going to do it, they're going to get a title run, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be a record-breaking thing, and it's almost like a, uh, a, a sort of a, a lifetime achievement award by this point, giving them another title, because mm. they've come back, and yeah. clearly they're working with the youngsters, and it's brilliant. Yeah. But I don't think that's, do, do we think that's going to happen? Do we think they're going to get another title run, or do we think they're just there to help out the, the, the newcomers now? I, I don't think so. I think they've they had some uh, residual credibility when they came back, and they've lost so much since they came back. And mm. I think that credibility has gone. But they're still happy working there. Oh, absolutely, they're still happy working there, and still happy working there, and working with the younger guys and teaching them stuff that only they would know from all the experience that they've got. But as title contenders, no. I, I definitely think the last time there was as much potential in the tag team team division was when they had the best tag team division yeah. in WWF history and I think they're, they're kind of aware of that and they it seems that they're happy to go right let's let's help Enzo and, yeah. and Cass and let's help the Vorda villains uh, and let's help American Alpha when they're coming through and then you've got New Day and all these just I, I, I think they can see what's coming and they're kind of happy to and it's great that you can plug them in still it still will be exciting if there's some big 
TLC match or something mm. and the Dudleys are in there you can just plug them yes. in in that manner and it's still exciting yeah, regardless of, yeah. of how much they lose in their actual footing or standing there's still certain matches that just involving the Dudleys right there's is a exciting. matter of like bulletproofness yeah, to them yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's probably good as well for the the, uh, the live show run you know like yeah, the Dudleys yeah. will get a good house show yeah, all, yeah. all of the time like my like, you know like it's a lot of families and stuff mm. going to the live shows and you've probably got the dads who be like oh the Dudley boy's yeah, still around yeah, yeah. and then out they come yeah. so you get that whoa yeah, See, pop and I'm, I'm always a bit surprised that I remember maybe a decade ago feeling that that Bubba Ray in particular w- would eventually become the new Mick Foley because he had he, he's a very good wrestler he's a very underrated yeah, wrestler yeah. Bubba and and he kind of and he kind of did it a bit in TNA and he was very at the top of the card as a solo wrestler in TNA yeah but unfortunately, it's not the same as being at the top of the card in WWE. It just isn't. No. And I know that, that Triple H was always talking really highly of him, and there was always a chance that he could have done something. He never quite, never quite did it. And it's it's probably a little bit late for him to, to kind of it's, do it. It's now. a confusing one because it felt like that's what was going to happen. But because he'd had this, the big solo run in TNA, and then when he came in in the Rumble, he was on his own. On his own. Yeah. It's yeah. like oh, so they're they're doing Bubba as a solo guy, and then it's like oh no, we're bringing back. The Dudleys, we just didn't bring Dave on this week. Yeah, someone for bringing him in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Which that's cool still, but it's, it was just, yeah. just, just it confusing. Must, it must be nice as well though, as a promoter to have them in your back pocket, so yeah. you can use them week after week to put your new teams over. 100%. Or if injuries are coming in left, right, and centre, yeah. you know you can stick the belts on them and they give them a like a good nostalgia run. Yeah, and everyone's going to be happy. You know, like yeah. when um, Animal came back. And yeah. he was teamed up with Hyde and Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. they got the belts on a pay per view. Yes. Yeah. And it was just, it's just a one off thing. You've and it, got that. Yeah, you've got yeah. that in your back pocket if you need to yeah, use it. Well. Yeah, New Age Outlaws did it. No, no, they got, yeah, they got Outlaws. Yeah. And I would imagine, and I don't know whether this is true or not, but I would imagine that even if they're not on any given card, mm. they're helping the other tag matches. Yeah, you would imagine that. I mean, they'd, they'd, both of them are very well respected. You'd imagine they both fall very easily into agent roles and yeah. stuff, especially when there's yeah. a brand oh, split yeah. and they're going to need more people to you do want that. Them in the yeah, like, who better to ask if you're not sure of uh, yeah. than yeah. them? You know? as, as actual title contenders with credibility? Not for me. No. Um, also in that match is, uh, obviously, was Callisto, who is clearly the, the star out of that match. He's the one who comes out yeah. and looks like an absolute superstar because he has looked like an absolute superstar for the last few months. Mm-hmm. What, what do they do with him now? Because... I think he's 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 too he's too interesting to be in a team because he's much more interesting than Sin Cara. So do you? You can't really turn him. You can't really do much in terms of making him a heel or anything like that because he's he's masked and it's difficult to do all that sort of stuff across. Mm-hmm. Plus, kids love him because yeah. he's the same size as them. Yeah. Um, so what? What do, what do they do with Callisto now? Because I I think he had a great run. He had a great run as US champion and un- a surprising run. But his stuff he did with Rusev was really cool. So what do they yeah. what do they do with him going forwards? Uh, I honestly don't know. I would keep them together. Would you? Yeah. I don't. I don't personally. I I don't see an awful lot. I think he's a great kind of merch seller. It's it's tough on popular. the brand split, isn't it? Because it depends. Oh, what they do if they f- they focus the tag teams all on one side which yeah. I think would be great then you don't need the Lucha Dragons tr- 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 there's a few of mm. these kind of middling ones you don't need that you could then I could say as you said a great a singles push of some sort for right. him and, and fight him from underneath all the time and yeah but yeah it's a tough one because there is also that area of which now we've decided who's won money in the bank obviously you've now got all of those guys 
back in the mix for Intercontinental or for mm. US, which yeah. suddenly again is he at the top of that pile? I don't well, know. Think he could be, be in there. He'd he be could, in there. In, you in would that think, mix. But then yeah. that leaves Sin Cara languishing, yeah. doing superstars or main event yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's a very PG character. Yeah, indeed he is. Uh, I used to love Monty Indies though. So to make him slightly more interesting, I don't quite know what you do, but I reckon he needs something more interesting in order to step up a yeah. level. I don't think he goes anywhere with what he's doing now. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see, you can almost see every now and again they kind of want to pull the trigger on him being the new Ray. Yeah. Because they realise that Ray was brilliant for kids. Yeah. And and there's something about Luchadors that makes them instantly like cartoon characters to an American audience. Even though, you know, anyone who likes wrestling knows that that's, you know. I mean, at the minute they've got in, they've got one of the best Luchadors in the world in NXT and they've took the mask off of it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and it turns out, turns out he's a handsome, uh, you know, um, yeah. uh, uh, Almas, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, uh, you know, was La Sombra, and I don't think, I don't even think he lost a, ma- a mask versus mask match. So I think he just voluntarily took his mask off, which is he know. lost it in a promo. <laughs> in, in, in the video, it was just him moodily <laughs> taking it off, wasn't it? And yeah. showing a really nice well, fade. Apparently, Ray, um, Ray got into trouble in Mexico. He lost a lot of fans in Mexico because when he turned up in WWE, he'd lost a mask versus mask match in WCW and he put his mask back on, which is a big no-no. What I'd like with Callisto is him in a tag team with someone who isn't a luchador. Because you're just comparing. Callisto and Sinkara are both good, but Callisto, as you said, he's the better of the two. Mm. So anytime Sinkara is in, you're just like, oh, I can't wait for a Callisto. So why not... Tag him with someone that's that's different, even if it's another high flyer or or, or a big guy or whatever else. So you've not got that just instant. Here's the he's number one, he's number two. Like quite clearly, mm. he's number one, he's number two. Yeah. Who so would I don't you, know who, who would you put him in? I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a a, a tough tweet, one. Tweet us. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Tuesday Night Joe uh, at Jim Smallman uh, at Scroobius Pipio. Uh, and and tell us who who's Callisto's tag team partner. Uh, first tweet we're going to get as soon as we put our phones back off airplane mode yeah. is going to be from Danny Garnell going, "I need the money." I'm doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. So the show starts properly. We have more tag team stuff. We have a four way tag. Um, so we've gone from having two tag matches to having a four way tag, um, which took and I time this 14 minutes to start. Brilliant. Um, uh, because Brilliant. because well the minute <laughs> the minute that Enzo and Cass came out, I was like. Okay, good. Uh, the, there's a promo there, and we know there's going to be another promo at the end of this. Yeah. Um, and we know that the Vorder villains are definitely not winning. Um, and I was convinced. I was convinced the winners were going to be uh, the club. Certain yeah. Anderson and Gallows. This is going to be the way that they could have. They could have pinned. They could have pinned the Vorder villains, not New Day. New Day wouldn't have lost anything, any face by losing. Yeah. That's what I was certain was going to happen, and it didn't happen. Now, first question from a listener um, this week is this. Um, some James Lee Clover. Um, do we think, bearing in mind that New Day have now kept the titles, do, and they keep going on about the record, and they only tend to go on about records when you're probably going to break the record, yeah. do we think that New Day will get the tag title record, which is currently held by uh, Brian Kendrick and Paul London, I believe, at 300 That's, and something days? That is true. They mentioned it on commentary. I they think. did. Um, do we think that New Day will get the record? I think they're brilliant. They're actually... I know they're funny... But they're funny and they're, their wrestling's good. And I really enjoyed the other in in, in last week's a Raw mm. when AJ called out Xavier, and you got to see 
Xavier Woods go for the first time in ages and yeah. have a good little match and it was really you know it's yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember Xavier um, we do want you on this podcast yeah. and my DMs <laughs> are open uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah I, I mean Xavier's great like he's but all, all three of them are great and they've yeah. and I've said this countless times they've made two wrestlers that on their own weren't that interested mm-hmm. in Kofi and Big E super interesting yeah. because they're just three lads being themselves having a laugh oh it's great yeah it's brilliant I think they will break the record I think just like you say, we mm. wouldn't be mentioning it so often if nah. yeah. that wasn't on the agenda. And it's that whole they've come this far kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, I mean, it it's a like great. It's it. a great. If they were heels, it's a great device to have someone one day away from the record and then lose it. Yeah. Because yeah. that that's a great device to have. Because they did that with Nikki Bella, didn't they? Where they kept going on about a record yeah. and she eventually lost. Yeah. So that that is, it's a great device if they're heels. But because they're accidental baby faces that have never made a turn, uh, they're just funny. Yeah. Um, then you know. I but think as, I can see as, it as we were discussing before we got I got rolling, they still can't really get their head round like in WWE in general at the moment. Who's heels? Who's baby faces? Who the? Because we've. I mean, you said that we'll talk about Raw as mm. as as well, but they've started a Wyatt's New Day. That's one of our next questions, we, 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 about we, it, which yeah. is is it seems crazy because Bray I was convinced was going to come back m- maybe as a face. Just he's so popular and. The excitement of him returning was so much, and and the, and the reaction when they did return, and then the New Day music dropped, and I'm never disappointed to hit to, to, to <laughs> hear the New Day come <laughs> out. But I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was genuinely, I was like, why? No, no, no. What's, I, I what's wanna happening hear him here? Talk. Yeah, I want to hear Bray talk. We haven't but, seen him for three months. I want to hear him talk. Well, this is yeah. a, a question we got from uh, uh, Tibbs Ashton, um, and the interruption just makes. The oh, yeah, the I mean, face, right? If they're being interrupted. Uh, so confusing. But yes. Tibbs Ashton said, um, will WWE ever work out what to do with Bray Wyatt? Because obviously this is what's happened on, on Raw is, the, is, is the, the Wyatt family. And I don't know if they're putting him in a six-man thing because he's not quite 100% yet. Maybe, yeah. And they're trying to protect him a little bit. And also knowing that... Um, I, I personally think, outside of Bray, the best member of the Wyatt family is Luke Harper, who's right. injured for a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think he is wonderful. I think he's yeah. absolutely great. Um, Eric, Eric Rowan's fine. Braun Strowman's fine. I went to uh, WWE House Show in Newcastle, where both of those guys really they wrestled Kane and Big Show. Yeah. And I was thinking, I don't know if this is going to be the most interesting match. I'll tell you what, all four of them work really hard. And Strowman is trying his best. Strowman's always going to get that thing from smart fans of, he's just a big old strong man, and he's just there because he's big, but you need big dudes. And he is massive and terrifying. The first time I saw him, I was just flicking. You Mm -hmm. know, I wasn't really watching it. And it made me stop and go, whoa, who's this guy? Yeah. And that's... That's what you want, isn't it? If you're selling tickets for an attraction. I was a kid. They don't have have enough fat blokes in wrestling anymore. Do you remember, like, remember when Earthquake debuted? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, Earthquake, like, you know, properly breaking... No one gets broken ribs from a fat bloke sitting on it anymore. <laughs> and I miss that. I miss Yokozuna <laughs> squashing people in the corner. I miss... I don't miss that one where he, he nearly killed a, uh, he nearly oh, killed a job yeah. at that time, which is on YouTube, which is horrible. Um, I, I, you know, and I miss Earthquake doing his vertical splash and genuinely killing people. Yeah. But And I think it's partly because... Everyone's fitter now, and there doesn't tend to be many out of shape wrestlers no. as a rule. But but just it's, you know, a big, a big old dude doing a splash off the top rope is one of the coolest things in the world. The reason it's not there anymore is because they had to just go against the grain and progress wrestling by a big guy doing a moonsault. Uh, <laughs> which no one wanted wrestling to go in that direction. We liked it when it was big guys just sitting on people. It's true. Yeah. That's not wrestling for me. Um, hey Vader. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, John. Um, I don't know if that, yeah, came, I don't know if that came through on the microphone. Um, it did. <laughs> cool, I'll say it louder then. Vader, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> um, if he ever turns up, whoever turns up with a ticket in Camden, yeah. you're going to blame that on me, right? Yeah. Because you don't talk. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, I mean, what, what, would we, what, would we Bray, do with, what would we do with Bray? I mean, I, I personally, I think Bray. The problem is, is Bray has he's feuded with Cena. Yeah, can't really do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you do, you do with it? I, I mean, mean, there was excitement over him and Brock, and, and Brock was apparently into that matchup and things like that. And I think that's interesting. I think that's exciting. But you also need, oh, we need to have a few people for Bray to beat because all of his feuds, he's had these great feuds and always comes off on the on 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 the, on the bottom of them. And uh, yeah. yeah, do you think that? It's actually less about the Wyatt family and more about the fact that New Day need new opponents. Yeah, and they need people who are who are a, th- a three. Ideally, as well. a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, that could well have something to do with it. Although I'm not tired of seeing them against Gallows and Anderson. No, I think there are there are more matches to be had it's interesting in, that, in that foursome because I think they're a really different th- three. I think the New Day are a tag team with an extra one and the Wyatts are a singles wrestler with an extra two <laughs> yeah actually yeah I think that's it's, bang it's on it's really odd it's not, it's n- it's not yeah. actually as the, much of an easy match as it the, looks the periodic it's like, table of elements yeah yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really it's, it's weird how that matches up um, at the end of this match I don't normally mention interviews and promos uh, during uh, the sort of breaking things down in chronological order but after this there was a, a Tom Phillips interview first of all Tom Phillips oh. looks like Damien Dunn I'm just putting it out there Great. he really looks <laughs> like Damien Dunn I was like why it look, Damien's slightly hairier but him and Damien Dunn uh, are, are essentially the same person um, so Tom Phillips did an interview with Kevin Owens Alberto Del Rio and Chris Jericho where there is at least one point where all three of them were laughing yep. and corpsing. <laughs> it was a highlight of the whole pay-per-view for me. They were just hilarious. Because, yep. uh, I mean, regular listeners to Tuesday Night Joel will know that uh, my wife's favourite wrestler is Kevin Owens, uh, as bears. Um, uh, she loves him, and she's sat on the sofa watching it with me, going, he's trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> and and it's it's just the way that he has got... It's like his Presumably, his writing notes from their creative team is... They'll get him in and go, Kevin, um, just be a dick. All right, yeah. thanks. <laughs> um, and they just send him out. And it's like... You can see Del Rio comes in, calls him a pedo, and then literally he just goes, that's all you ever do. What does it even mean? Yeah. What is, what is, literally, what does it even mean? And it's like... It was, it you can see Del Rio's face Jer- going, why, why are you fucking with me on television? <laughs> yeah. I, I felt s- s- sorry for Del Rio, because in that situation, both Kevin Owens and Jericho... Can hold their own. Yeah, like, no one's going to lose that. But yeah. If you add a third element, you've got to lose all of a sudden in this in this battle of wits. I love as partly well. because of the characters and all that. But yeah, it's and also he, he's Jericho. We we talk about this all the time. So that's yep. your favourite thing yep. about Jericho. Yep. Him calling people things like a stupid idiot. Yeah, is now getting a really big pop because yeah. he did. Yeah. He ended that interview by going stupid idiot. Paused and then. What would be amazing it, is if he went full. Damn. If he went full <laughs> Captain Mannering and just went stupid boy. <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, and then we went into the match that I know you were looking forward to the most, uh, based on the text message you sent me, which yeah. was uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin version four thousand two hundred and ninety-two. Yeah, again, they're back again. Um, <laughs> th- this is going to go off on a bit of a tangent, but a friend of mine, Rob, years ago, hadn't seen any of the Matrixes, right? And um, he finally went to see one, and I got a text off him saying, "Don't really know what's going on, but as far as I can tell, we're all going to die, and the only person." that can save us is a bloke called Neil 
and he'd misheard me as <laughs> Neil. And, it, and it, was, it was hilarity for me. I've li- and I now hear ba- Baron Corbin as Barry Corbin every right. time, and it sounds so much more of an old British wrestler when it's... Oh, Barry Corbin. <laughs> yeah, oh, Barry you, you Corbin know, you, in there. There's people listening to this go, well, I remember when Barry Corbin won the worldwide <laughs> yeah, title yeah. at Fairfield Hall. <laughs> exactly. So my main enjoyment in that match was just imagining they're saying Barry every time they say so, Baron Corbin. So you but. saw a bit of NXT at Download where he appeared on the Friday, which was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Mate, I'm heartbroken. Because you didn't get to see anyone you wanted to see. I, I mean, I text you about this because we only talk positively about wrestling on the podcast or we try to and I went to see NXT I I could only make it there for one day and this is going to sound like I'm putting progress over but I felt spoiled by progress because I was like I'm not into this this isn't anywhere near as good as even any of it didn't feel as good as some of the opening matches on progress but the rest of the weekend all the stars were there and it was amazing it's why I'm comfortable talking about it now it's just I happened to be there the day that the one big name was Baron Corbin, um, and he got a big pop as well, he, didn't he? He got a big pop, and but it was as one of them. I was there, excited, and people were coming up to me and asking if I had any background scoop on is Nakamura here, is is, is his personality. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, I'm just here to watch it, and and literally, yeah, the the I the girl Peyton Royce, Peyton Royce, Royce yeah. was the first person on any of them that I've seen on NXT at right. all, and then then in the main event was. was because uh, uh, Nikki Glencross, who um, was formerly Nikki Storm, who's wrestled for us, she was she was there on that day, yep. and and I went to the NXT show in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is with these shows, is they are going to feel different. Like our shows, we only have one show a month. Shit. These guys are on the road all the time, so they yeah. are having to do, uh, you know, in, in quotes, a house show show. Completely. So they are going to have to slightly take it a little and, bit and easier. And the only reason I was comfortable mentioning it, I said, was the next days they had they had Finn come out, they had Nakamura come out, and it was meant to be absolutely amazing it just it killed me because then there's a, a week of of, of, of Bournemouth and, and and all these other ones where everyone's there and I'm yeah. like the one I went to had fucking Barry Corbin headlining <laughs> <laughs> you, you love Barry um, um, now here's the thing with that match is two minutes into that match fans were chanting boring mm. um because I started Cor- that f- from my living room. <laughs> it took two minutes to get round the world and catch just on there. Do your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> screaming out the window. Boring. <laughs> because no. here's the thing. I, I and this is I'm going to turn it to be positive, right? Mm-hmm. Now Corbin's style is to be methodical. Yeah. Because he's a big lad. Yeah. That's yeah. how he will be taught. He's six foot eight. That's how WWE will teach him to wrestle. Mm. Is you've got to be methodical. You've got to do that. I I have said this before. I. I know Ziggler's a good wrestler, mm-hmm. but I've never found him particularly interesting. Uh, I, he's just another kind of pretty boy. Well, he's a pretty boy when he's a heel, and then he's just a, a fairly hard-working... He's like Marty Jannetty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's what I... T- he, yeah. He's clearly really good, but he's not quite got <laughs> he the extra... wants to thing. be Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's not, he's not quite got the extra, extra thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and he's still got plenty of time to do this, and I, I, one of the reasons I like... Ziggler is I know that he, he loves stand-up comedy and he's, he works yeah. on other things to try and make himself more interesting fair play to him but the fans were chanting boring two minutes in yeah. by the end of it it really wasn't a bad match no, I think they really turned the crowd around and got him into again, it again to to, to, to to put over old Baza Corbin um, <laughs> he, he, his reaction to the boring chance was great he slowed down yeah. he, he, he riled them up more that's great healing it worked great but I think the boring chant was to the booking rather than to the 
the wrestlers in yeah. the ring, which is unfair because they're the ones getting it. But the fact is, it's the third pay-per-view in a row that we've had Baron Corbin v Dolph Ziggler. It's mm-hmm. back by no demand kind of kind of match. It was <laughs> like, oh, here it is. It, it went it went past so unnoticed last time. We can sneak it in again. It's, it's not a big feud that they've that everyone's demanding more of. I don't think, or it didn't feel like it to me. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. You like Baron, don't you? I do like Baron. You love him. And I like Baron. I like Dolph. But I actually re- just really enjoyed the match. I was fully into it. I was really yeah. into it by the end, and I didn't think I would be. I, I thought see, I agree. this should I be when I get snacks. Back round, um, I agree 100%. And it has been, obviously, it has been on three consecutive pay-per-views. Um, but they worked the stuff from the previous two matches into this match. Yep. So they knew each other's stuff, and they told a story that way. I like the fact that the feud has hopefully ended. I, I mean, I would agree. It's, oh, it, that has to be the end of it. But... <laughs> Without not with the gimmick at all, it was a straight up singles match because yeah. they did the gimmick matches earlier in the run. Yeah, mm. and just that is is unusual in terms of booking. Yeah, is is to just and finish it with a straight singles yeah. match and yeah, a, and a clean, decisive victory. I, I've got, I've got two questions for Danny. One that concerns the four way tag that I forgot to ask before. So, have you ever been in a match where people have chanted boring? And yeah. you've thought, yeah. what on earth do I I mean, because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes yeah. fans are dicks, and sometimes they don't get what you're trying to do. And it, it, was it that you were trying to do, you and your opponent were trying to do something different, or was it. The- I've, I've been to, I've had this conversation with John before. I've worked for a promoter in the past who tells you this this is the come down match. Mm. Wow. So you're on before the main. Yeah. Uh, and in some situations that works because yeah. um, you they've had excitement 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 bring them down a little bit mm. so when the main event comes out before they've even done anything the roof's off yeah um and other times it's just been that uh, yeah I, I have a bit of a boring style so yeah but yeah. i think you're boring though because because one of the reasons that we we used certainly early on in our company was that you're really good at suplexing people well, and that fits <laughs> in the world we like like literally um it's danny and rob lynch wasn't it oh the um which is just, it's got some mental stuff No disqualification. Oh, after. Yeah. Yeah, um, we, had, we had various stipulations. I forgot um, what the stip was. Last man genuinely, standing. Last man standing, yeah. no DQ. That's right. It's my favourite match in progress, ever. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a cracking match. What oh, chapter was geez, it? Man. Eight. Watch it. Watch it on demand progress. Um, uh, but it is great because it is, it's two big lads throwing each other about. And it's one of those things that if it wasn't, if it was in front of, 50,000 people at the Tokyo Dome instead of 350 people at the garage. <laughs> um, people, and it was, and it was, it was Ishii and Homer. People would have gone, oh my God. Yeah. Um, uh, but now go back and see it because it's cracking. But um, this is the other thing. In the four-way tag, there was a definite three count yeah. where they kind of missed their cue. No, there wasn't. I went back and watched it again because I thought it was a missed three count. But everyone in the arena thought it was a three. Yeah, but it wasn't. And everyone on right. telly. Okay. Have you ever had that where a match has ended by accident? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I love this stuff. Wrestling in a uh, paddock wood in a circus tent. Obviously. Obviously. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was on with um, Phil Powers, who's like he's well known on the circuit. Like all the all the lads my age will know of, of yeah. Phil Powers. He's on um, oh, Shipping Wars UK now. Phil, he's like, he's like one of the guys who does the bids for the shipping Amazing. stuff. Amazing. Yeah, I mm-hmm. saw him on it when I was on holiday the other week, randomly. And uh, yeah, uh, the finish was one thing, but a sunset flipped him and Chris Roberts counted the three. So Chris Roberts getting it wrong th- again. That was it, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I said afterwards to Chris, thanks for that, because I was really uh, uh, nervous about taking the finish, which was a leg drop off the top oh, from, nice. from Phil. And I was like, 
Chris obviously um, I don't know really what happened but it didn't matter that it didn't take anything away from yeah. the match or that particular show because it was just a just a, a throwaway match on a show that oh, was was it at the last progress where there was, was about the music we don't talk about that who pressed press play <laughs> <laughs> it was great because it was, uh, it, it, was, it was like that. The, uh, so, so to explain what happened, the uh, tag title match, main event of day one of Super Strong Style. Yeah. It turns out the actual count was 2.95 rather mm-hmm. than 3. I was convinced it was 3. Yep. To the point where I didn't bother to check that the referee had signaled for 3. Yeah. So I just pressed play on the, on the Riot's music. Spoilers. Yeah. On the Riot's music. Um, the commentators were convinced it was three. Everyone else in the room was convinced I, I, it was I three. I also thought it was it was the finish. I oh, genuinely right, did. Okay. But but what you also got to bear in mind is sometimes we know the finishes to matches. Obviously, we've we've yeah. booked the matches. Yeah. Sometimes we know the finishes to matches, but sometimes we don't. And we didn't know the finish of that match Correct. either. We did not know the finish yeah. to yeah. the match. So in in hindsight, and don't 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 want to get too inside baseball on this. But I think it added to the match. I really, honestly, because I watched it on demand, and again, this sounds like I'm I'm, I'm sat here as a plant to plug the on demand. But I watched it on demand because I was up. Just giving him the money now. (laughs) I was was there for day two, and I really liked it because I remember when um, a lot of people hated and argued with people online at this the Brock Undertaker thing, where it was the tap that wasn't the tap, and you had to watch it on a replay, and it was confusing. And Mm. a lot of people said people didn't know what was going on, and I liked that because Brock is billed as a really. A realistic fire and the fact is in MMA in all these other things there will be ones that people are like that's ridiculous and then you watch the replay and go oh damn no yeah. I didn't see that mm. and it, it felt like that you know a genuine oh no we thought it was and it wasn't yeah. and it, it, it built the tension as a, yeah. as well, a viewer that is exactly what happened disregard <laughs> what I just said about it being a mistake <laughs> and also it also it gave us a great photo because James Musselwhite took a picture of all of our fans just going Argh! like that, yeah. which is now our cover photo on, on our fan Facebook group. Yeah. Fan group. So, can, um, I, can I make a point about the four-way tag? Yeah. And I'm sorry, sorry to go back to it. That's all right. I'd kind of started that. New Day, to me, look completely unbeatable. They're so confident. Mm-hmm. They At no point did I think they were going to lose the belts at all. And I haven't felt like they've going to lose the belts for the last. See, that's six, why I thought six I thought, months at least. I thought because of that, and I do agree with you, but that's why I thought it was a four-way, so the Vaudevillains could take the fall off of Gallows and Anderson. Right. So they could get the because they don't. New Day are in a position now where they don't really need the titles. No. They're not going to stop being over, are they? You know that stuff doesn't happen anymore. No, that's right. Yeah. You know they they don't they don't need the titles. So I, I agree with you. I think they are they do look super 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 good, and considering. They're mainly meant to be comedic, yeah. Mm. And they, but people are going, oh, they're clearly good in the ring. I do wish for Biggie's own safety, Stop he doing stopped doing that spear, spear through the ropes. Yeah. <sighs> it's uh, brutal, isn't it? Rob Lynch from the riots did it during the match that John's just talked about um, with a very injured arm, um, and it, <laughs> the riots, the sort of people had to sit down and go, please, please don't get hurt, and yeah. uh, because moves like that, they look amazing. <laughs> But I mean, Danny, no as, a, as a wrestler, it's not the sort of thing you ever want to do because the the, the chance of you standing on, landing on, it's probably better to take than do. Well, I think I think the way that I mean, you'll correct me on this, but I th- I was watching the way that Big E did it from on the on the pay per view, mm. and he nearly just landed on his head yep. because the person whoever he was spearing didn't give with right. the spear. I did English, I think. He's right, so he didn't give with it. So it was just like hitting a wall and then going straight down mm. rather than through the wall, as it yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've got to say fair play to Aidan English if he can stand there and just take <laughs> yeah. Big E flying through that. And, and, just and can sing way. show tunes, as yeah. they pointed yeah. out on yeah. commentary. Yeah. Apparently he's performed on Broadway. Yeah, apparently. Have, have you heard um, Enzo and Cass on, 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 on Austin's podcast yes. where, and where, where Cass talks about his singing skills and he sings twice on there and the first time I was like, he really built up and he was like, yeah, and they didn't know I'm a really good singer and he sung and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of the podcast, he does like this high pitch kind of Jersey Boys type singing. Amazing. Right. Like, that absolutely s- smashes it. But sorry, I'm no, getting no, off, no, off topic again. No, I mean, it, like, there are some moves that you do think is, the, is like, is it worth the risk or whatever? Mm. But I would imagine he must know what he's doing. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, but yeah, when I watch that, I do think oh, how many months is he taking yeah, off of his career got, each yeah. time? Uh, is he, there any moves that it? someone. You're working a match out with someone and they go, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to presume it's nearly always if they're less experienced than you. Because I imagine yeah. if someone, certainly when you were younger, if someone said to you, I'm doing this, you most of the time would have gone, okay, I trust them. But is there any moves that you would veto actually taking? I don't, there's no move I would, but there are times when I would, like no particular move I would say, no, right. never. But de- like you say, depend on who, yeah. the experience and a lot of things like that for me. So you get yeah. someone who's wrestled three matches and they go, right, so I'm going to do a Canadian destroyer off the top rope on you. Yeah, yeah. it's... Uh, <laughs> it's 11 people in the crowd, including <laughs> your parents. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's like at, at the, uh, the gym, I was taking a session at the, the gym the other day and I said, so if I take like an intermediate advanced session mm. and I said, we've done the coaching and everything and I said, oh, while we've got 10 minutes, is there anything anyone wants to learn? And a guy asked for a particular move and he's not at that level yet. Mm. So... Just said no. Yeah. Like, we're, yeah. not, we're not going to do great. that right right away because there's no need for him to learn You're that yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I'd hate to show him it, and he'd go off and go, "Oh, I've learned that now." Yeah, do it to someone, and it all go terribly wrong, like yeah. you know. So, well, it's exactly it's the, it's the same thing in comedy. You don't go, right? I've written a few jokes. Now I can do an hour. Yeah, yeah. do you know exactly, what I mean? You've got yeah. a you can't you can't run. Give um, the O two a call. Right, here, listen to this joke. Yeah. <laughs> Your book. It's about German shepherds. It's brilliant. Um, we then had um, uh, a women's tag match. Uh, Michael Cobb did accidentally call them divas on two occasions during that match. Oh, because, and it's not it's not his fault, but if you've been sad, it's so ingrained into what you call something yeah. for so long. It's the equivalent of them going from WWF to WWE. Yeah. You're still going to make mistakes. Um, so it was uh, Charlotte and Dana Brooke against Natalia and Becky. And we've got a listener question about this. Um, which we'll get to in a second. One thing I need to say, I mentioned I went to the NXT in Liverpool mm. and I put this up on... on I didn't tweet it because it was too long, but I, I had to move where I was sat because I was sat next to the two most annoying fans right. I have ever sat next to. Two Scouse lads who uh, genuinely went for a piss break five times in the first half of the oh, show wow. because yeah. they were so hammered. And they and I'm gonna. Ma- I'm, I'm sorry if you're a scouser. I'm gonna massacre your accent now. Um, to be fair, they did it first. <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere Zach Gibson is writing you a poison pen letter. Um, but yeah, so there's these two lads sat next, to, and, and they just kept coming out. One of the one of the things they said was like, "Oh yeah, um, uh, WrestleMania is going to be at Wembley in 2018. I know I've already booked a hotel, and it's like." No, it isn't. What are you talking about? Right, and and they were like, and and, every, and they were talking to all the lads around them, going, "Oh, I've been told this." And one of the things they said was, "Oh, it's um, it's Finn Balor's last NXT match today." No, it isn't, because um, yeah. he said he's from Ireland and he wanted his last match to be in Liverpool because he loves Liverpool so much. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> did he? Because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I've got any form of insider knowledge here, but I'm fairly certain that wasn't his last NXT match. Yeah. And um, but this was the best one. 
one of the lads who was younger kept going he, at one point he went fucking brilliant at Twitter I've been blocked by loads of people that doesn't mean you're good at Twitter that <laughs> means you're a yeah, fucking moron right and then he <laughs> and then he went and this is the bit he went he went oh, I hope that I hope that Dana Brooks here because I'm fucking well into her and his mate went yeah she properly loves you don't you and she basically replied to a tweet once <laughs> right now, and as people in, that like me and, me and Pip, we use we use social media. You've got loads yeah. of Twitter followers. I've got an all right amount of Twitter followers, right? And it's like, if people tweet me, I go out of my way to try and answer as many as possible. Yeah. But sometimes I can't answer them, so I just click the little love art so that people know that they're appreciated. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I, I, you can't answer everything. Same with the progress account, which you look after. John. I do we try can, and answer. You, you try and answer, but you, we can't answer everything. Certainly not on the show day. So what had happened here? What I can glean was Dana Brooke had replied to a message and just like with a smiley face. Yeah. And he had taken that as tantamount as an offer of marriage. Brilliant. Like, Brilliant. he genuinely said at one point, I think it's a bit, it's a bit difficult because she lives in America, but if she lived here, I'd be fucking well in with her. Like, and he was deadly serious. And, would, and my yeah. missus is sat next to me, just kept looking at me going, how have you not just stopped him talking <laughs> and told me. him what an idiot he was? And luckily, two friends, was, there was a free row behind us, and a friend, we realised our friends were sat there and went and sat there. Because and, and yeah. he, he did one, this like, same lad did something amazing when when uh, Finn Balor came out for for the main event, which was his last Finn, match. Finn, his last match, of course, <laughs> uh, which was uh, Balor and Nakamura against against Joe and Aries. Yeah. It's a good way to go out. Yeah, and he he when he came out, he made a point of holding up. He took off his Bullet Club T-shirt that he was wearing, and he had a Bailey one underneath, and he just held his T-shirt up as if to go, "Hey, Finn." Bought your merchandise. This means we're mates. Like properly, like just held it aloft. He's yeah. he's like just fifty rows back. Yeah, it means nothing. And 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 if you listen to this, I mean, thank you for clicking subscribe. But I'm not bothered if you never listen again. Um, <laughs> uh, like you're the one listener I could do without because I, your insider knowledge. I have a thing about people using insider words, and I don't know if yeah. you're like this, Danny, because you're a wrestler. But like I know insider words because I'm a wrestling promoter and I've been for four and a bit years. Yeah. But if I go to a WWE, because there was loads of kids there as well, mm. and they were swearing a lot and they were drunk, and, and like you could see parents around were bothered by them. Yeah. Yeah. But they kept using insider terms all the time right. to the point where it was really annoying, and it's one of my it's one of my pet hates. I, I don't like I don't like people. <clears throat> so, for example, after we did after we did the the, the beginning of the Jimmy Havoc angle, at, uh, uh, and I can say it now because it's two years removed, but. After that, I had someone tweet me going, oh, it's a brilliant angle, that. And I was at the time, I, saw, I, I, I disappeared off Twitter for a month, didn't I, mm-hmm. to, sell, to sell it. Yeah. Because that's the point, because we yeah. take it seriously. Yeah. And, uh, and he just, it just going, oh, it's a brilliant angle, that. And I just, just blocked him. Because like, it's, it's like, yeah. try and have some sense of, of disbelief. Well, it's kind of as you've said before about you should boo the heels and yeah. cheer the the faces yeah. that's, that's the best way to be appreciate in, oh heel. I love this heel cheer 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 I guess especially in that instance where you've just just taken a load of chair shots yeah. you're just taking a load of, and just, and just and to be nice enough not to be a twat about it yeah and it turns out I was saying this to John on the way down yeah. I've been having problems with my ear for quite some time uh, and I'd had loads of stuff uh, and it turns out um Turns out that that's probably the reason I've got problems oh, with my ear is when you hit me in the ear oh, yeah. <laughs> so Cheers, it's a great Jimmy. angle. Yeah, it is. problem. Yeah. Cheers, Jimmy. <laughs> no, it does. It is a bit. It's not annoying because people, like I say, I'm fault that people feel that they can do that because mm. we all, I mean, we're talking openly about matches yeah. and things now. So mm. we're as much to blame. Absolutely. Not blame, but 
But I think there's a time and a place. Open the door in the say wrestling podcast. Yeah. And this yeah. is a wrestling podcast. <laughs> there's so many that, that, yeah. that they all discuss it. But it, I know exactly what you mean. There's a point where you think, do you really know what you're talking about? Or are you just shoehorning as many words as possible? Yeah. So I think, oh, you're a cool guy, but because I, I'm not going to think that anyway. I think we're lucky with progress. Yeah. I think we're lucky with progress, because our fans are pretty good at now knowing to not answer those questions. Because if I ever do a Q&A, and I do a lot of them, I'll always say, don't ask me don't ask me storyline and behind the scenes questions too much. I'll answer some stuff, yeah. so I'll give them some stuff. Yeah. And and let them know if something's a bit far removed, I'll let them know where they are. Like, now we can talk about yeah. the Jimmy storyline a little bit more because it's a little bit further removed. Yeah. But at the time, I wouldn't talk about it at all. I yeah, sold it yeah. as, you know, I sold it as, 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 it, as it should have been because yeah. that way I think it makes the product a bit more special. No, but it, but, right, but yeah. these lads, nightmares. Um, we have got a question about this match, by the way, um, uh, which was, it's from Christopher Reeves. I don't think that one. No. Um, uh, although although it would be amazing um, says uh, Becky Lynch um, is she now trapped in a role of just elevating talent and at the minute she's elevating now Natalia because Natalia's turned which I didn't uh, see yeah. coming gives Natalia something interesting to do yeah, I don't think they needed to turn her I think she was popular enough um, so is she now trapped in this role of she's never Becky's never going to be so I think they've identified who their big stars are it's Sasha Banks Charlotte obviously uh, maybe Paige I think at the minute on the main on the main roster and then uh, you've got Bailey eventually or we get called up for NXT yeah um, so is, is that I, I would argue if you're given that role if that's your career is just being like everyone loves William Regal but but Regal was never right at the top of a card he was always there yeah. to, well, to be solid and, and if you can be solid for a decade yeah. you make a good living don't you that's oh, it I don't think it's trapped I just think no. the women's division is is now getting to the point where it's got the depth where you don't have to only have yeah. the women's belt storyline you can have multiple storylines that aren't about you've got John Cena and, and Brock on and off obviously you've got two huge names who aren't really involved in belt feuds they're involved in stuff because they are who they are, and the belt feud is a separate thing. Yeah, so I think it's more of that that it's not. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Back when I was a kid and I was watching as a just a complete fan when I was mm-hmm. like six, seven, it was like uh, Mr. Perfect, Rick yeah. Rude, yeah. Jake Roberts. You, they were never anything really to do with title. Well, yeah. they were now and then, yeah. but it didn't matter, you know. And I yeah. think with this PG direction and everything. It doesn't all always have to be about, the, like you say, the titles because the title is a nice, mm. a nice addition. But like you're saying with a new day, they don't need them anymore. Mm. But never forget that that is a like a construct to get someone to the point where they no longer need it, yeah. so yeah. they can pass it on to someone else who yeah. does. Yeah. So Becky, like Becky, could have a match with a Brumand or make it look good. She's, I presume you, you probably, probably know because do you know her from, yeah, from I mean, going like, up to Ireland from a long. Yeah, a long time back, she she trained at Hammerlock and everything, and um, yeah, Becky's always been a cut above. You know, like when you have a class of students and or a new intake of trainees, you can pick on day one maybe two or three that you mm. think I'd like to make extra effort with those guys or girls because they seem like they like uh, Devitt was exactly the same as that. Mm. Yeah. Paul Tracy was exactly the same as that. When they come to the gym, Andre knew, you know, from day one or two I think it's the same at the Projo as well like, yeah, there's been times is, when, yeah. when I, I don't go down there very often but if I go down to do some like promo work and stuff and I, I'll, you can see some, especially some if there's a kid there who's really young and he's getting everything yeah. you can be like oh, oh yeah, I see yeah. there's a couple down here at the moment or one in particular down here at the moment that stands out and he just he's like a sponge and it's just brilliant because everything you say 
it will absorb. But also he knows that don't just listen to me because I don't know everything and mm. I would never claim to. But, you know, he gets what he can from everyone and he puts it all together into his own little thing mm. and he's going to be good. He's going to be really good. And it's exciting that he's at your gym because, you know, that's another... Mm. Yeah, I can think in 10 chapters' time, he'll be on the card. Oh, that's good. And, you know, like, it's nice but to let's think Let's not have that. a bet about it because we can rig it in our favour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely rig it in our favour. Um, uh, next match. Uh, can I just jump in with the... I've previously banged on a lot about Sasha, mm. and just it was, was great even in this match, as we've spoken about her having, and you mentioned it on the um, on the draft. Yeah, I love it. The potential of her to be, regardless of gender, as one of the flagship stars or, oh, or sure. biggest stars yeah, yeah, yeah. in the. She she can be she's there on she can be there on the round. And, and it was just the first time in a while that we've had the we want Sasha chance were going on at the beginning of, of this match. A match that she's not involved in, at has all. not been involved yeah. in at all, has been off TV. And then it was great, obviously, when it was a surprise on Raw, mm-hmm. yeah. when she came back, and it was this yeah, yeah. A huge pop and a huge moment. So made, I thought that was cool. I, thought they I think the return of Sasha on Raw was made that much better because Charlotte had been made to look vulnerable Yeah, yeah. In, in the match with Paige. Yeah. Like, had Charlotte had just come out with a clean win to finish off some kind of feud or whatever, and then Sasha comes out, I don't think you get the same pop. I mean, the, it, it actually goes back to that question of Becky's. Literally three weeks ago, everyone was saying how Paige has, just, um, has been made a jobber mm. and she's nothing now. And now, bang, she's yeah. beaten the champ twice. She's had the. T- a-, a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Title shot and lost it, but then she's there with Sasha and Charlotte it's like it's, the division's got, got depth now you don't have to that initial thing was actually a problem when it was like here's all nine of the girls in the women's division they're all against each other yeah. it's like no you can have nuances you can have levels you can have ups and downs yeah. so. um, Seamus Apollo Cruz. Um <laughs> a rivalry but purely on the fact Apollo looks the most like a turtle <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced it's most like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you know because they, they're doing all this stuff like oh Seamus is in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, his voice is he's yeah. briefly in it yeah and then he's CGI'd yeah 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 you know that's um, is he in it yeah he's one of Bebop or Rocksteady he's Bebop thank yeah. you for the clarifying which one um, <laughs> I had no idea yeah, yeah that, I think that's why he got the, the septum piercing for a bit yeah 
Oh, yeah, because because it's people why have got it. He got the mohawk and everything. Yeah. Oh, that right. was the. That's what it's, it's why he looks stupid, as the crowd will hasten to point out. <laughs> I, you see, here's the thing. Like, the, I mean, there was a wonderful moonsault in that match off the apron because yeah. Cruz is tremendous. Tre- but we were discussing this before. You didn't like this match, did you? Hated it. Why did you hate it? Because I don't have any investment in Apollo Cruz at all. Nothing at all makes me want to. I like mean, they've, they've Shelton Benjamin of it, and they've made it. They've made out that he's good to his mum. Yeah. And not really giving us anything else about him. And Sean Benjamin in that they're saying he's one of the greatest athletes we've yeah. ever had, but not selling that much more than he's a very athletic gentleman. I mean, he's brilliant. Like, I mean, people, in, people in this country, we love him because yeah, he yeah. wrestled here for ages. It's exactly um, what we've had this discussion last time. Is I was like, I don't get Apollo Cruz. Everyone who's watched him as as, as what was uh, his name? Uhar Nation. As Uhar yeah. Nation is yeah. like, he's amazing. But yeah. I've not got any of that in With NXT the, or in. I don't have any investment in the character Apollo Cruz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be clear. It's yeah. not in the wrestler it's yeah, himself, yeah, yeah, sure. it's in the character. Um, just there's nothing, there's nothing to grab hold just of. Just smiley and nice, isn't he? Yeah, I don't want smiley and nice. Well, he looks amazing. He's a, okay. yeah, incredible shape. I think I've, I think it's a positive for him, though, that he's uh, gone over on Sheamus, because yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. Unfortunately, they did, it, yeah. they did it in a kind of a flute roll-up kind of way. When yeah. it, it would have done so much more for him if he'd have... You know, if he'd have gorilla pressed him and done his standing yeah. shooting star or something like that, yeah. that would have been yeah. that would have been so much more of a whoa, hang on a minute, because yeah. that would elevate him. And it's, Sheamus is in that position where he's comfortable. He doesn't. It's not going to hurt Sheamus. Sheamus no, is not all no. of a sudden going to be right down the bottom of the card. <laughs> See, yeah. I disagree. I, th- I think I think this is hurting Sheamus. You reckon? Yeah. So why do we think? Why do we think the next couple of years holds for for both guys? Because Sheamus has been in WWE now for five six years, maybe. More than that, I think. more than that, probably. Um, so, and what's good? Because again, Apollo Crews is someone that everyone talks up and went. He's going to be massive. So, where do we think? I still think. I still think they've got faith in Crews. They just need to. They need to make him more interesting in some way. He's the sort of person who can never be a heel. Can't ever see him as yeah, a heel no. ever. Yeah, you're right. Um, just I can't. I can't see. Yeah. Him. Um, Completely agree. So, what? I mean, I think Seamus will. Plod around and, and carry on and, oh, and, I think and do his thing. Seamus is 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 very valuable because I can't like him at all, and that's a very valuable. <laughs> that's a very valuable trait, and it genuinely it I think it helped take the heat off of Roman for yeah. a bit when when Seamus cashed in yes. um, and became the champ and took it. People didn't the 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 focus on, on booing and hating Roman was off for a bit because it's like oh no we really hate this guy and you look stupid and all that kind of thing and that's valuable that's a valuable thing to have as we've spoken numerous times I'm still not as into the the Miz as you guys are but I I do appreciate him but again it's that thing of a a genuinely hateable heel I think's always got value even if he has to knock about mid card for a bit and then he can come back because again also he's a big old dude as well he can can be realistic in a coming in and taking over I'm comparing him to the other three League of Nations guys who are still yeah. there mm-hmm. and obviously Del Rio was in the Money in the Bank match and has been nearish the top of the card yeah. since they since they split up Rusev is US champion and doing amazing work yeah. Yeah. and Sheamus is in a feud with Apollo Crews which appears to have come out of nowhere yeah. it appears to come out of arguing over a film yeah. yeah well I mean even if that's even if that's not true but the, the whole him taking exception with the new era Seems very forced. Mm. Mm. I mean, can can we all see Cruz catching on? Can can we see him at a point where he's? I, I don't necessarily think 
he's going to be at the very, very top. But I can see him as, as an intercontinental champion or something like that in the future. I can. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's just... Yeah, as, well, as well, I don't know how experienced he is um, on the circuit in general, but mm. imagine... You know, going from it from the circuit to NXT, you'd be like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Then that to a pay per view, it must be a big. Yeah, it's a big. I can't even imagine. It's is is there a communication problem in the WWE at the moment? And I'll explain this because because Sheamus's whole "I don't like this new breathing" was totally diluted when Cena came out and did it a lot better. Of this new lot have to come through me and did it in a really bold way. And it was a a similar thing the week before. Uh, AJ's repeated turn rounds and run backs to beat up Roman would have been great if Seth hadn't or, or, or to beat up Cena sorry would have been great if in that same episode Seth hadn't done repeated f- f- fake rundowns mm-hmm. to attack Roman right. and it's this weird thing of the same mirroring uh, mirroring storylines or, or you ideas know what, you know or basic sounds, things you know what it sounds a bit like if it you look like at not- when, we, when we put our shows together um, backstage as well as the three of us who, who work out you know what's happening. We also have two wrestlers who may or may not be working on that day. Yeah. Work backstage to make sure that we don't have the same finishes in matches. Finishes, yeah. other people's spots. Yeah. And key moments in matches. And yeah. that's it. And that's what. It, but it knowing how like many writers they've got, yeah. knowing how many writers they've got in WWE, which is a lot. Mm. Like it almost feels like it almost feels like someone's going right. You write this. You write this quarter of the show. Yeah. We'll write this quarter of the show. It's like um. Uh, it's like how uh, From Dust Till Dawn was written. Yeah, like Tarantino and Rodriguez wrote it. They just wrote half a film each and they yeah, just cu- yeah, put them together yeah, like, yeah. A, like a dodgy car you bought in Essex. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because like, that whole Seamus thing, that was his whole storyline, but Cena is a beast on the promo. And even his comeback one, he gives this impassioned one on whatever American holiday it was, on, on Labor Day or whatever it was, and give that screaming there's this new generation coming through and that's great but if they're going to come through they've got to come through me doing it in a real way that gets everyone fired up it's yeah. like that's what Seamus has been mumbling <laughs> backstage for three weeks kind of, just attacked someone and we've lost that storyline a little bit yeah. yeah as I said in front of a telly when they're not paying attention all that it's like that's how you do that storyline and we're doing them both at the same time it, it, it dilutes one it has shall to we, one. shall we right now call an old guard versus new era five on five survivor series match at the end of November because we all know that's what's going to happen isn't yeah, it? yeah it's <laughs> going right. that's what's going to happen isn't it you think so it's the invasion you? all over again um, predictable storylines eh? spe- speaking of Cena um, John Cena against AJ Styles which I thought was very good yeah um, now there's a question I've got to ask you Danny yeah right does anyone Anyone in wrestling, from your experience, call their own moves louder in a match than John Cena oh. does. Now, <laughs> and, and I'm, this is not an, this is not an, John Cena is a wonderful wrestler because he's and, and I and I'm the first to admit, and John will back me up on this. I never used to like him, and I've learned to appreciate him more. I have an argument with Glenn about him repeatedly, and now you know what I'm like. We'd kill to have him in progress because mm-hmm. he's what, he's the biggest star. That in is the amazing. Full yeah. stop. And he's brilliant. And he has good matches with everybody. Yeah. And he and, and he's not he's not selfish. He puts people over oh, when he has yeah, to. Yeah. He's great. But this is the first time, and I've seen it on Botchamania and stuff like that. But this is the first time I've really thought, oh my, I can literally hear everything he's saying. And bearing in mind that progress shows, I stand five feet away from the ring, and I've never heard a single progress wrestler call a move. So. Why is he? Why is he doing it? So, why is he the only person we can hear doing it? I don't. I don't even know why. I mean, I don't know, is it for the crowd? Do you think? You know, no, like, I, don't, no, you don't. I, I mean, I mean, from from your point of view, because mm. obviously everyone calls a match in the ring in a different way. Yeah. And 
and it used to be the thing that wrestlers had long hair because you could cover your mouth up easier and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, have you ever? I mean, it must be some people. Everyone, must, when you've wrestled people, yeah. some people must do it in a really subtle kind of just one word kind of way. And then you must have people trying to explain whole sentences to you yeah. while they're kind of whipping you into the corner. Going. The, the worst thing, from my experience, is if you're in a headlock and they're calling something because you can't hear a oh, word they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate that. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everyone, like I say, is different. Mm. I would try and give it a one word or two word tops if I'm yeah. doing it myself, but try not to do it. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't honestly know why he does it. It's it just so everyone everyone knows his moves. When he had AJ so, on the top corner, didn't he? Yeah. And he was calling the whatever the next spot was all the way up, climbing. It was genuinely like 10 or 15 seconds worth of calling <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. This is this is coming your way. He's building. He's into it. Um, do you think he might be a bit deaf? I mean, that that's a possibility. I mean, me and you, we tend to, we're both a little bit deaf, and we tend to have quite loud conversations with each other because we're both a little bit deaf. I and mean, I know just I have to stand on one side of you when we're walking somewhere because you're deaf and you're left it. That's true. So, so I this is stuff that I know because you're my mate. But maybe he is. I mean, maybe. only take only takes. Um, uh, I think it's, it's uh, um, Lever Bates. I think is is, yeah. is deaf in one ear because right. she got clattered in an ear and burst her right. eardrum. And um, and I, you know, from that point onwards, you are going to have to speak up. You're deaf mm. in one ear. I wonder as well. I know when when I used to watch more as well. Um, like Austin used to do it quite a lot. Yeah. I used to always see Austin doing it yeah. uh, when he'd yeah. take over into the corner. He like he was having a conversation. And I do wonder if if you're the top guy, mm. are you that busy? From the minute you get to the arena, it's like you've got this, 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 well, this. Well, the dudes this, learn Mandarin. As a Mandarin. I'm not saying he'd go in there unprepared by any stretch, yeah. but is it well, maybe just? You, you could be. You I could be right. I, I mean, you know. look at. You look at. Um, yeah, if you've got all those other duties, because yeah. he's not just to. If if WWE's in Philadelphia, he's mm. not just turning up at the arena at noon no. and wandering around. No he chance. is. He is doing two sign-ins. He's going. To, he's going to a hospital. Hardest work. You know. He, yeah. So I think. You know what? I think that's probably about my point. And my main note on the match now is going to sound ironic given this whole conversation. But what I really enjoyed in the storytelling of this match was AJ's research on Cena's moves. Yes. Which now sounds stupid <laughs> as he comes along. But I really enjoyed that storytelling of each time he'd go for certain things, and both of them were doing it really well, which you don't get that much of. But the fact is, these are wrestlers who. Do similar moves have been doing them for yeah. years. I thought there was a really good bit of storytelling in the match to, that felt, when they're going for certain ones, he knew he knew what he's going for, or he'd stop, or he'd chase him closer, or yeah. it felt like that. It was a bit MMA like. Yeah, in places. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it, and it, because of AJ being a smug, well, being his New Japan smug dickhead yeah. heel, yeah. it made loads of sense. I'm going to be the first person to say I was I was never that even my old love of Ring of Honor in the early noughties. Was, I was never that fussed about AJ Styles. I knew he was good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I appreciate the, the three-way match between him, Samojo, and, and Christopher Daniels in TNA, which is one of the finest yeah. matches yeah. of a decade. Um, but I was never that fussed about him until his New Japan run, and in particular but, yeah. his his final well, his, his final big New Japan match against Nakamura, the, the fist bump, yes. which is a work of art, right. an absolute work of art. But now I really appreciate him in WWE. He's got the the right level He's of experience, it all to the and, and, table, it, isn't and it? as being a proper dickhead heel, and he mm-hmm. did it on Raw again. Yeah. It's just, re- <laughs> I mean, with the, the the joint primary he did with Cena to set that up, we just punched him in the face. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, hang on, that's not <laughs> yeah. what you're meant to do. It's just, um, and I hate his theme music, but apart from that, 
Um, I like his theme music. I just I like it. What, what don't you like about it? I don't know. It's just something. I can't figure out what I don't like about it. Everyone, like everyone should come out to to. I don't mind. I don't mind a bit of a Hammond organ. And yeah, stuff. I like that Hammond. It's, everyone could come out <laughs> to like. It's like let's like whether you used to have wrestling at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Everyone could come out with their music played on a Wurlitzer. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my just? I'm just thinking about it now. My issue isn't so much with the music as the pre-beat drop. Th- what he has to do before the beat drops on his music because right. he kind of sneaks out. Yeah, like that with and his head down. His head like, up please don't explodes. look at me. I can't see you, so you can't see me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when the beat drops, he obviously yeah. does the pose. He plays a, a, a really dramatic game of peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> it's his entrance. Like, uh, peekaboo! <laughs> he slings his head back. I am um, <laughs> now. One thing I noticed on, uh, and I tried to avoid social media, so I went back and looked through it. Um, uh, uh, with this is. There's two schools of thought with this from fans' point of view. There's a lot of fans who've gone, oh, God, oh, but the, they said there'd be no interference, and then they've used interference. Well, that's the point. He's a heel. A that's heel. what's meant yeah. to happen. Um, <laughs> it's acceptable, and senior out of vision. The feud's clearly continuing. Um, <laughs> the, um, the f- you, know, you know what I mean? So, the, 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 people go <laughs> saying they didn't like that because they'd agreed to do one thing and then they did something else. That heel cheated. Yeah, and then they had... No way! <laughs> and then... Like taxi driver cut me up. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of those matches that, and if Cena had gone over, people would have been apoplectic about him going over. Yeah. So, it's a good, a good question. I thought from uh, from Gary James Hernan says, um, do fans expect, especially citing this match, does fans expect too much from people who put the matches together? Um, and this is something that I suppose me and you are probably in the John are probably in the best uh, uh, position to answer because the WWE are in a proper no-win situation with this match because. You can't really have AJ Styles go over clean because he's the heel. But mm. that's what really that's what the smart fans want. Yeah. They want AJ yeah. Styles to beat they want AJ Styles to beat John Cena in a minute. That's what they want. They yeah. want they want and John Cena that not he's there. Better. Yeah, they, that's what they want. Oh, it's not right. gonna happen. He is better, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what you know, people want people want Cena to be emasculated, it's not gonna happen. He's too big a star, that's not going to happen. They've got to build in cheating it and, and do I mean We've had we've had meetings where we're talking about what we've got planned coming up and, and stuff and, and sometimes you can paint yourself into a corner a little bit, but we do one of our biggest fears is I hate the idea of fans we've only had it ever had it once. Fans booing the results of a match. Like not booing boo, bad guy won this match, mm. but no. We're chanting bullshit. And it's yeah. only happened once. What? And it was when we had a match go to a double count out. Do you remember? It was no. the Bangra Knights and the London Riots. Oh, right. in our ta- when we were having a tournament to crown our tag team champions. Yeah, yeah. And the fans absolutely shit all over it. Now, our plan was, we knew what our plan was. Our plan was we were going to have a street fight to blow off that feud, yep. which we did eventually have. Yeah. But we weren't going to tell anybody. We don't announce matches yeah, straight yeah, away. Yeah. And I looked at you in the... It was at the garage. I looked at you in the sound booth where the fans were booing it. And I, I made... I called an audible and <laughs> I announced that... I went, we should probably... I actually said words along the effective. I wish you'd probably settle this in a different way. And someone at the front went, you should have a street fight. And I'm like, oh, thank fuck you're in. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, that fan. And, and, I, and I went, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to have a street fight. And then everyone went, yay. And we were like, oh, thank fuck we got out of that. <laughs> but, it. but it does, WWE's creative are under a lot of pressure. They've got a lot of TV to write. And, and sometimes you are in a no-win situation when you're so under the microscope as WWE are. I don't think, I don't think they're in a, in a no-win situation. As a wrestling fan... I want to see them have more matches. And me too. 
Me so too. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't see what the problem is. And they wrote in options because they had the whole AJ was kind of out anyway. Yeah. So did he know? So they again, if they yeah, wanted know, to turn AJ, if they wanted to do any of that, they could have. So they gave themselves options yeah. even in the finish. So I, yeah. I, I genuinely don't see a problem. Um, I'm going to slightly break the order here, and I'm not going to go strictly chronological because I'm going to put I'm going to talk about quickly talk about the match between the Money in the Bank and the main event because, so because you're not going to have in. a podcast calling down match <laughs> no I'm not <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we had we had, anyway. we had Danny so Garnell versus Rusev versus Titus <laughs> O'Neil um, <laughs> um, for me there was no tension in this match because Titus O'Neil's just been suspended for touching Vince McMahon there is yeah. no way he's becoming the US champion <laughs> yeah. in a million years <laughs> As long as that's hanging over his head. I, I was only excited about this match because ages ago, and it was in, there was a, I think it was maybe the the, the Royal Rumble, in one of the Royal Rumble pre or no, S- a Survivor Series, so last November in a Survivor Series pre-show, there was a big tag team match, and I thought Titus got a lot of time and looked really good, and I said then, they're giving him a push. And then he started like to Titus. get this push, and then he got suspended. So this was, for me, only exciting because it's like, I told you they were giving him a push. That's co-main event. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Overnight, he's co-main event. Three years ago. Not the cool-down match. Yeah, not the cool-down match. Co-main event. Three years ago, I went on holiday to Jamaica, and I'm certain Titus O'Neil was in the same resort as with his, his other half. Nice. Because um, uh, he was... And if it was him, and I, I, I'm pretty certain it was, he was... He was so nice to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like you could see him every day, like tipping people really well and being s- just a, a dude to everyone. He touched so, anyone too much. Suspend uh, him. Yeah, just help. <laughs> he, uh, he, he had a really weird thing where he would always just grab people by the collar all the time for no real reason. Um, Classic Titus. I love Rusev's character development where he's now doing things like his Happy Father's Day, which yeah. cracked me up. Yeah. That was just the best. And I like the fact that he is becoming more American, whereas. His genuinely American fiance is becoming, becoming more Russian. <laughs> yeah. How do you mean more American? That, um, he did uh, before the last pay per view. They did, you know, the Q and A thing they do on social media on yeah. the kickoff show. He did that, and he went from being proper, full on Russian could barely accent, speak English. could barely speak English, to talking very soft uh, in a, a very Americanized accent. Uh-huh, okay. So I think they're doing that and letting him talk more because they've actually realised he's pretty good at it. You know, he's he, he, and we all know what Bulgarian for crush is now, which is yeah. good. Um, so you know, because he was the third member of Demo- Demolition in Bulgaria, <laughs> <laughs> Axe Smash and Machka. Uh, <laughs> um, um, uh, the, the only other things I've written about this match, uh, I didn't write this down, um, but I was watching. This is a, a, Titus O'Neil saw his, his sons at ringside, yeah, and he kissed one of them on the lips. Yeah, yeah. I never kissed my dad on the lips. There's nothing wrong with Weird, it. Yeah. Well, it's I, weird because I kissed your dad on the lips, <laughs> <laughs> and he said he loved it. But he, that might be the reason you had your beard trimmed because he said it was uh, yeah. the uh, the son didn't quite look like he knew what to do with it. Like he, another son, or mm. yeah, an other son was sat next to the son yeah. that got kissed, and the 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 son that was left alone. That sounds wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not suggesting. No, no, no. his dad had yes. suspended <laughs> from no, his family. Here's the thing. I mean, listen to interviews with Titus O'Neil. He clearly loves his family. Nice One of the things I really love about Titus O'Neil is when he was tag team partners with Darren Young mm. and Darren Young came out, yeah. Titus O'Neil properly looked after him. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and from it's, bearing in mind Titus is very he's very religious. <laughs> he could have gone he could have gone completely the other way. Yeah. 
and sorry, Warren nearly died. Um, <laughs> yeah. He could have gone completely the other way and, and been a bit of a tool about it, but he wasn't. He was super nice. It's one of the reasons I reckon he'd get a push because he's a big dude, so he, he looks decent, he's charismatic. But again, everyone always says the nicest guy, f- family man, yeah. A, a, yeah. A, a religious, which from the markability point of view and from doing all the all the charity stuff and all that kind of thing, he's, he's your boy, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I'm not that into him. <laughs> I'm not that excited by him, to be completely honest. He's not a very good wrestler. No, I don't think he's not the best. I think he's fine. I think Rusev had to carry that match yeah. completely. So there's, here's the thing then: who's next for Rusev? Because I think Rusev's great. So who are we giving him next? Kurt Angle. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been telling you this. <laughs> you know bring what? Him back. That could happen. Imagine it. Imagine it. Brand split. Bang. Pop them both on SmackDown or wherever you want them. Have we? Oh, anyway. Have done, yeah. 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 But I mean, I mean, because I, I think Rusev's brilliant. But I think he needs he needs a, a a guy who's another big guy who's mobile like him. But I think he needs. I, I think he deserves again <laughs> a, a long run as champ. So oh, yeah. again, I think he's. he's al- although we're obviously trying to think who the best next person will be, I don't think that should be the next person. It'll be by the time. I think his big feud needs to be a little way. So down. what you're saying is he's champion for three years, then Jason Jordan comes in, yeah. debuts, and wins it off him <laughs> in his first day. Yeah, <laughs> Open challenge. Open challenge. Jason Jordan wins it. There's a series of open challenges. And then Jason Jordan is the yeah, new John Cena. Because if the feud is actually John Cena, yeah. then what better than to steal Cena's idea yeah. of doing the open challenge yeah, until I Cena like answers it. it? Yeah, it's good that. But it only works. he'll only fight Americans because yeah. he's he's there saying he's their big American icon. Yeah, so he's yeah. only Americans. Who wants? To, who's more American? I like the Rusev. idea of someone coming out. That mu- music coming out, coming out, and going, "I'm, I'm Canadian. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived in America for uh, six years. I've got a good visa. I mean, but yeah. no, my, my get backstage now. <laughs> my passport technically says. Yeah. Technically, the passport open challenge. You have to bring your passport to the room with <laughs> and, you. And, and he stamps it. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, <laughs> is this really you? <laughs> Lana stamps it with her yeah. hair extensions. Yeah, cool. She's gone from bun. To her extensions. Yeah. Her mannerisms are fantastic. She's wonderful. Um, I don't ever want her to wrestle. And I know that, that she's been in a couple of matches and clearly she's been trained, but I don't want her to wrestle. I want her to be a proper old school valet yeah. forever. Yeah. Because she good. is brilliant. Her mannerisms, the way, just little things. Clearly, they still believe she's a star by just letting her come out and just doing that one little 10 second introduction yeah. for Rusev every time is clearly a sign of the faith in her. And I think she's cracking. I'm she's enjoying brilliant. slightly mental Rusev as well. Yeah. It's good. Slightly mental Rusev is. Yeah. is it's Happy the best. Father's Day! It's the best Rusev. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's wonderful. I love him. Right. Let's get to the meat of this, this Money in the Bank pay per view and the Money in the Bank match. Um, first point it's meant to be seven people in the Money in the Bank match. How many people are in this match? Is that the rule? Well, there's always been seven people in the Money in the Bank match until now. They even said really? when this was being set up, there will be seven that. people in it. I was reading this uh, Pro Wrestling Torch today. That the, the big part of That's their review of the show was, what? where was the seventh person? Maybe the seventh person is going to be a surprise. Oh, no, it's just six. I wonder if they had someone penciled in for an injury return and they weren't quite ready. I see, I was, I'd, I'd wondered about Bray in this match anyway I because of his previous Orton ladder might, match. Orton? Because they... Certainly on SmackDown in the week leading up to uh, Money in the Bank, they were doing highlights of previous Money in the Bank cash-ins and matches mm. and things, and they spotlighted Orton a couple of times. Mm. And Good I shout. wondered if he might be a mystery entrant, but clearly not. Um, in theory, in theory, I think this is one of the most stacked Money in the Bank matches, in theory, 
ever in that any of them feasibly yeah. could have been the winner. However, there was not the most drama in it because the only I think the only people based on their position at the minute who were going to win it were maybe a 10% chance of Kevin Owens and a 90% chance of Dean Ambrose because all the lead up to this has been so focused on Dean Ambrose. It was like, do you know the two Royal Rumbles in a row that Steve Austin won? Yeah. There was no way anyone else was winning those Royal Rumbles. Yeah. And it's not, it's not that it took the drama away from it. It was still a great moment when he won. But I think it felt a little bit like they'd already kind of given away who was winning this. And not only who was winning this, but exactly what he would do to end the pay-per-view. When he told everyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he did... In the, tell in everyone, the, but it was it was three weeks after I told everyone on this podcast <laughs> last month. So just putting in that I called that the, the, this exact scenario essentially. But I thought I thought that's why he wouldn't win and cash it in on the night because I thought they'd been so obvious on it. Like as you ah, said, misdirection. About, yeah, as you said about the replays, they kept showing the Kane one where he cashed it in the same night. They had Ambrose then physically say, "I'm going to win," then cash it in the yeah. same night. And the WWE tend to hate. You knowing what's going to happen, they love, even if it's even if it's angering you, that they love to shock you with here's what's happened. But we've said this, we've said this in the past. Is sometimes catharsis is quite a nice thing in wrestling. Yeah. Sometimes you will get a pop just out of, oh, that was that did happen. Good. Yeah. Because sometimes fans want well, that's so, what we wanted. So because because they good. wanted Ambrose to be champion yeah. so much, it yeah. didn't matter if it was a bit predictable. Um. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think it was anyway. A, a good match, though. I it thought was, there was a lot about it. I thought was great. I, there was only there was one, and it was from Del Rio. But, but it was one unrealistically slow climb up the ladder, oh, which is goodness. my my. Oh, there was loads of proper sprints up the ladder. Loads yeah. of they proper uh, uh, went, went for it, and it's in even some of the best ladder matches. There's somewhere they're not that beaten up, and they're really. Yeah, slowly yeah. going up. That happened once, and that was it. All the rest were either quick or they were genuinely. See, I thought Ambrose looking like they'd been. When Ambrose actually brought the case down, and he was stood on the top of the ladder, there was a point where he genuinely looked like he was quite scared of heights. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and because holding onto the chain. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and but I wrote that down. There was a few. Jericho did a, a couple proper, where he, yeah. he proper. He was like a he was like a hamster. And that's he was like in straight your, in your other <laughs> other performers to to get in there and Absolutely. interfere because otherwise it's awkward. Get up. <laughs> Maybe Vince oh, told them all they were winning. Maybe Vince said everyone that they were over. <gasps> yeah, so <they> <laughs> first one, yeah. first one up, lads. Classic training show battle royal. Yeah. You're all winning. <laughs> um, there were a couple of moments on a sort of semi-related point where Del Rio had a clear path to the briefcase mm. right. and opted instead to beat some people up. Yeah, and I, that was that for me was the only. See, as- aspect of this match that took me out of it because like the whole point is you're trying to get up the ladder to get this briefcase yeah. Yeah. and you're instead you're setting ladders up in the corner to put people up. to put people up on and do clearly do a spot when you could there's no one to stop you getting the briefcase it's the steel cage problem isn't it is it bet. should it should be a two minute match because there's a point in every match where they're down where that doesn't that doesn't take long particularly when yeah. you've got a door you can open but that, but that yeah. rankled with me yeah yeah I get that I mean you've been you've been in many ladder matches Danny a few yeah when when uh, the Hardys and the Dudleys yeah I so imagine there was TLC a point when it was fashionable the fashion yeah what's what's the right how many of them have you won Honestly, I wouldn't know, Jim. Not many, because I used to work as a hip yeah. hill, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't normally be more than Jericho, though. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, because here's the thing: we've had we've had two, two ladder matches. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Havoc, Mark Andrews, Sumerian Death Squad, which is the TLC, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, London Riots. Now, my biggest fear on both of those occasions is uh, we've both times we've hung a clipboard with an IOU 
because <laughs> that's what we do. Um, and the first one, which Jimmy won, it felt like it took him nine hours to get it dis- disattached from the from the ceiling. And that would be my like when I started stand up. My biggest fear was being, not being able to take the microphone out of my stand, right? Um, is it is it little things like that that bother you in a ladder match or is it just the general physicality of it no it's little things like that little things like that in all matches really you know like if you're working villain and you decide you say oh at some point I might take the turnbuckle pad off yeah and mm. then you get over it and you can't get the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, you just, you got, just got anyone else with scissors yeah yeah because yeah. there's a cable tied on yeah. rather than just yeah like, exactly three. things like that yeah. or there's a yeah there's one and he has some clip velcro contraption and it's yeah. like the krypton factor trying to get off <laughs> and you just can't do it and yeah things like that but i think at the start you worry about everything mm. then after a few years you don't worry about you worry about hurting the other person more and then you start being picky and worrying about little things like that yeah genuinely how dangerous is a ladder match because I, I watched this and thought a lot of the money in the bank matches have had some mental stuff in yeah um shelton benjamin was best for doing absolutely nut stuff in yeah, these matches quite, yeah. now with this everything seemed quite safe with one exception which is a michinoku driver on, a, on an edge of a ladder which yeah. of all the people who are going to take it it was either going to be kevin owens or Sami Zayn took that spot yeah. off yeah. the other one because they trust right. each other so much that was brutal that was horrible. the way he hung off it as Just well afterwards yeah, like, yeah. but how, how dangerous are they because i know that i remember thinking that for example like a hardcore match like a street fight I remember thinking oh that's going to be horrible and, and I've had wrestlers say to me no it's it's not that bad because mm. you're not taking loads and loads of bumps you just yeah. you're taking as long as you're taking safe weapon shots it's fine I mean but I mean surely the height of things yeah, makes the it height, and, and in my experience it's one of two extremes you either have like a three foot ladder yeah. or a 18 foot ladder <laughs> there's no in between happy yeah. medium yeah. so you just like yeah so either <laughs> yeah, you just it's you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, it's got a footstool. Like, I can jump higher than that, or yeah. But yeah. no, I mean it's, it's all. Leg up. Yeah, it's all dangerous. It's but yeah, I've, uh, the worst thing that happened to me in a ladder match was the guy tried laid the ladder in the corner and tried to German suplex me into the ladder, <laughs> but missed the ladder, and I just kind of like went out of the ring between the top oh. of the rope. But it wasn't. It wasn't an awful bump. But when you look back, you go, "Oh, that could have been really yeah, bad." You yeah. know, oh, just God, things like that. Awful. But it's that extra dynamic of the ladder because yeah. you feel like, "Well, we better use we've it use because it. we've exactly, got it." Yeah. But you're not used to using it, so. Part, yeah. part of the problem that we have in this country is that you cannot get lightweight, double-sided. <laughs> How do we feel about ladders? Was my good, next good question. Ladders. Um, who? who you were there for that. I was there. You were there. Yeah. I was there. I almost got in and helped. I felt terrible. What was <laughs> What was amazing is is um, so most most of this is going to be familiar with Botchamania. Uh, and Matthew, who does Botchamania, is a fan of Progress and he's a friend of mine. Now he messaged me and went, "I'm really sorry, but that <laughs> match has got to be in Botchamania because it's hilarious." But I will make a point of telling people that the match was still really good, which he did. Yeah. But he said, "Why did that happen?" And I went. It, it wasn't our ladder, and and bless them, the boys were so interested in making the match really good that at no point did they look at how the ladder worked, which was not a traditional ladder, <laughs> and that's what caused the problem for us. Because if they'd have known how it worked, none of it would have been a problem. But at one point, one of the guys from up in the sound booth with you came down to try and fix it yeah, during that like, match. Is so bad. So the the ladder that we had had a sort of uh, a fabric tensioner, yeah, rather than a metal one that you bang into place. 
and the fabric te- and also it wasn't a, a standard pull apart step ladder it's it, kind of a slide, the and slide then go, like an it? extension ladder yeah. almost and the the tensioner got wrapped around the extension part of the ladder and then it obviously it wouldn't open properly or all the way so the, the the tech guy from the electric ballroom went down and sorted that out and then the and ladder was wasn't locked in properly. So oh, we had table troubles. Yeah. I don't want to add to that. I've, I've sure explained you? the table troubles on this podcast <laughs> yeah. previously. Um, and then the ladder itself wasn't locked in place properly in its full apex position. Nice. Um, so imagine. Oh fuck it! Imagine a ladder that's not been locked in place properly. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you can, if you can, <laughs> imagine such a thing. Yeah, like if you, uh, here, listener, if you take your right <laughs> forearm now and place your left hand around it, like around your fist, so that it's locked and you can't move it. This ladder was it's more like on. placing your left hand around your wrist and that there's British no invasion. there's, there's no tension to, to stop oh, yeah. and there's nothing to stop I'm clearly still moving my fist yeah good work mate thanks um, biology with John next time you do a ladder match never do have, another one have, have a have a character yeah. of, like a health and safety guy there, there as planned <laughs> as, as, as part of the as part of the match to come round and just do a few checks as so the worst the thing was during the match just it'll get a huge just come and go I'll put that together Lads. for you. You need to have a, this ladder has to be put together professionally. It's part of the contract of us renting the, the ladder. So <laughs> when you're ready to, to climb the ropes, just get the, the, you the know professional ladder erector. Body guy. Roy Johnson's doing that. Of course he's he doing it in a rap battle. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I'll put that out, but it gets to say fire in an amusing way that will crack me up. And then people will make gifts out of it. People make gifts out of me laughing or applauding now, I mean, that, which I'm quite happy about. It's funny you say that because the thing that struck me on this match was it felt right. I, I played, um, I, I got, I was lucky enough to get to play Wembley Arena once, mm. and the highlight of that, that of that gig yeah. was the photo of us playing Wembley Arena. The actual gig wasn't that enjoyable, <laughs> but the photo is amazing. The photo of them all on the ladders lined up from the corners, yeah. making that thing. It felt like part of this match was based around getting that photo of all <laughs> yeah. six of them yeah. on it, rather yeah. than the actual match. It was like, look, that's a classic ladder match picture of all six, two on the ladder, two on the ladders that are coming from the corners, all punching each other at once. And it felt, yeah, I don't know, part because because when they were setting that up, I was like, what the hell are they going to do? Mm. They never really did a big move on that. I th- but still, I thought someone was going to get a blue uh, thunderbomb. Yeah, on yeah. on that side of it yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah. But again, still on the next day, the best photo I've seen is all of them on that, yeah. just going for it. And it felt yeah. a little bit like this match was a little bit cons- constructed. We don't remember. I, I mean, I don't remember many spots. Mm. I mean, it's, let's be. It's a it's a spotless type of match. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember many spots <laughs> apart from the match in Nogodrova on the edge mm. of the ladder. Yeah. And what I would say is, um, go and watch. Uh, I forget which PWG show it is, um, but go and watch the ladder match between uh, uh, two people who may or may not be Kevin Owens and uh, <laughs> and Sami Zayn uh, in Kevin Steen and El Generico having their ladder match, um, which uh, spoiler alert um, includes pulling pulling the title belt down from the ceiling and actually pulling one of the foam ceiling tiles off at the same time. (laughs) Um, And it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful match. And and you can see, it's great seeing the genesis of that feud of two people I've watched for years now being that. And there was points during that match where I thought, Sami Zayn might win this. Wouldn't that be weird? Because no one would see that coming. Um, But his time will still come. A couple of questions about this match from listeners. Um, Question number one uh, from Jade. Um, 
Do we now think, obviously with Dean Ambrose winning this, uh, and what we'll talk about what happened later in a, in a sec, there's a lot of questions about that. Do we think they might, might now push him, now they've finally got on board with pushing him, they might push him too hard and the fans might react badly in the mm. same way they have done with Roman Reigns. I think he's safe. I think Ambrose is safe and has done enough. If you're a smart fan, you know he used to wrestle, he used to wrestle here. You know he used to wrestle for CZW. You know he's done he's done like deathmatch tournaments and stuff like that. You yeah. know he's done all that if you know enough about wrestling. So I don't think he's going to get booed. I don't know how you how you guys feel about It's it's a weird one f- for me cuz this doesn't feel to me like Ambrose's run. Right. It feel it, it, Does it feel it, a placeholder like it feels a placeholder just because of the the more recent pay per views and stuff like that. He's not had these great pushes or these great mm. showings in in the last few feuds. He's not. It doesn't feel like they've been building towards him being the champ for a long time. It feels like exactly that the placeholder or again. There's some beautiful stats that came out of what happened because every member of the Shield was a was the champ in the same night. Yeah, every yeah. member of the Shield pinned another member of the Shield to get their first ever title run, I which think. is crazy because of the triple threat with Brock and all that. There, mm. There's all these sorts of interesting things, but it, yeah, I don't know. To me, it doesn't it feel like a they're going... A little bit like... Ambrose is the, is the, is, is is the, is the guy now. Yeah, like a little bit like they're testing the Waters, maybe, I think. Yeah. You know, which they do just, do a lot, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they do it a lot, but, and it wouldn't hurt him. Like, I think he's very safe, like say, mm. I think he's the... And it's that weird thing because a few ago, like his match with Triple H, and there was a few where he looked amazing. It was like, oh damn, they're going with Dean, yeah. and then they just took the foot off the gas that much that it felt the feud with Brock was all right, but it didn't really, it didn't deliver in the way I think people people were hoping. And yeah. similar with the Jericho feud, both pros, but it didn't quite deliver in the way people were hoping. So it feels odd that suddenly yeah. he's the guy at this point. I think yeah. that when the Shield were together he always felt like the third member and right now it still feels like he's the third member of the Shield Yeah. see I, don't, I disagree with that I felt when the Shield were together he was the best talker out of the three of them so I actually felt he was the leader of the Shield and I'm going to agree with half of it of I thought in, 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 when the Shield was yeah I felt he felt like he was possibly the leader or, or the guy or the, the mouthpiece at least um, but now he does he feels to me like, as you said, the third member. It does feel like it's it's the Roman and, and Seth rivalry. It feels like it's the Roman and Seth show, and yeah. he's there as a spanner in the works. Yeah, as their special guest star, yeah. almost. He's the Kramer. Yeah, and he genuinely is just playing Kramer <laughs> yeah. at the minute. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he's like a cross between Steve Austin and Mankind. His character. Yeah, because he's a little bit barking. And he's a little bit working class hero. Yeah. It reminded me when he first came in, he was a little bit like the old Roddy Roddy Piper. That oh, of, yeah, uh, that's even better. Just shout. fire, full of fire and yeah, full of light. That's a great light. shout. Yeah. craziness, yeah. 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 Um, second question about this from Tibbs Ashton. Um, because it was an early cash-in, do we think this means a Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania in Orlando next year? Um, I personally don't, because I think they'll have a ladder match for one of the secondary titles. I think that's the thing they'll start mm-hmm. doing. Because Money in the Bank, this felt like a... As nearly as big a pay-per-view as the big four it felt big it felt massive that's because yeah. they keep telling you that it is they keep telling you that you're getting Wrestlemania quality cards yeah Do, are you saying I should wear a tinfoil hat and not listen to <laughs> no right, what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> that is was the that, most conspiratorial you've ever sounded it, the, the, the lines that they are piping into our brains mm. they're telling you that you've got Cena and AJ they're telling you it's a Wrestlemania match mm. but you're getting it on a standard pay-per-view yeah yeah they're yeah. telling you, like they were doing it on Raw last night as yeah. well. They were they, a WrestleMania level main event main of event, Rollins yeah. and Seth, uh, sorry, Rollins and Reigns. Yeah. 
Um, the, they keep telling you, basically, what they're saying is, Wrestle, to me anyway, they're saying that WrestleMania is still our big show, but everything else is nearly as good. Yeah. Yeah. Which not, is how you've got to, it's how you've got to well, we do things. A lot, don't we? Well, we, 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 we have been talking <laughs> about this because I'll get people message me going, oh, I love Super Strong Style 16. I'll see you in Brixton in September. And, we and I'm thinking, like, we've right, got five, five shows got five between, shows between then. Why can't you come was, to those? I was mm. about to jokingly say, uh, let's see him try and convince us that Battleground is a, is a WrestleMania level mm. lineup. But then they've just announced a triple threat of the Shield for the bill, which. But that is. But if you. But if you want people to enjoy, right? Because US- I thought they were building that for SummerSlam. I figured SummerSlam will be the triple threat. Then there you go. You've got. But, but I think UFC's changed this. Yeah. Because every single UFC show, with the exception of 200, because it's a landmark one. Yeah. Every single UFC, no UFC show is more important than another. Yeah. If you yeah. like the guys that are in those UFC in the in the yeah. in the five yeah. feature fights, yeah. then you are going to tune in. You yeah. always feel you need to tune in, and obviously a big part of of UFC is their fight pass. Yeah. And it, and now WWE. I mean, I said this to John earlier on. The the main event started on about the three hour mark because yeah. they're presuming now no one's watching them on pay-per-view they're only watching them on the yeah. network yeah. so if that's your de- the reason to subscribe then you've got to create something that's that good all the time you can't yeah. have a placeholder it's show true. which is exactly how we try and put shows together because we're an independent company mm. we've got a show a London show every month and a Manchester show every two months we have to in our heads they're all as important we don't yeah. from our booking point of view yeah. Brixton is not more important than any other show correct it's just repeat <laughs> it really isn't but it is but it is the biggest show we've ever done um, and we obviously we've got a set store for it but we still we still treat every show as that's why we had Chris Hero against Marty Skirl in Manchester the other yeah. day because it was it, spoiler alert it's great um, <laughs> biased not a spoiler biased <laughs> but it's really good and and it, um, it it's we always feel we've oh. got to do that, and I think oh. I think oh. WWE's going to be up on demand. Is that is that really? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you ever want to annoy John, just tweet John. When's it going to be up on on demand? Um, really fancy watching it. That sounds great. <laughs> It'll be up by or before this weekend. <laughs> Thanks, John. As, um, we, as we record, um, this the, the sidebar to this Money in the Bank question is: If we were to put six people in a Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. Who would we put in? And let's not pick six each. Let's do it between us. So we put six people in a Money in the Bank match. I'm going to put one name in first. I'm going to put Sami Zayn in there because it, I think it would be nice. That would be his nice coming out thing to have him possibly win a Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania. But who else will we? Because again, you've got to think about who's going to be at the you top, see, I'm top gonna of the come card. Straight out and say it, I, I wouldn't want one mm. because I, I like the Money in the Bank event, but I think the last pay per view. There was excitement around the Intercontinental Championship because it was in a, a, a ladder match. Yeah. Like the yeah. Money in the Bank takes all the contenders who should be f- fighting for Intercontinental or or US Championship, takes them all off of that for a month or yeah. two because they're now and then only only one of them actually gets to be in the title picture. Then yeah, so I kind of I, I like yeah. having the, that pool of people at the moment who could be. As we were saying before, of people like Mr. Perfect and all these who used to be those Intercontinental yeah. guys, where it was Perfect and Brett and Shawn Michaels and yeah, all these, yeah. I'd rather they're all fighting over a, the Intercontinental and, 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 and the main title is doing what it's, it's doing. I'd love it if they did a. That's because it's ruined like, your question, mate. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's, fine. it's not my question. Uh, what, what Pip's saying, Tibbs Ashton, is uh, screw you. <laughs> Screw you. Uh, only kidding, mate. Thanks for listening. Um, I'd love it if quizzes in Orlando were mania next year. I'd love it if they did like a money in the bank on an NXT Ooh. the night before. 
yeah. and instead of the money in the bank being a cash in for the in for the time for the title for the title, it's, 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 it's he's got a good yeah, um, you know, it's got a good brain for this. Imagine yeah. imagine Yeah, you know we need an intern. We do not need an intern. We don't need an application. Um Equally, we don't need a ring announcer. Please stop emailing me to ask if I need to book a ring announcer. <laughs> I, I like doing it. <laughs> There's so many people yeah. in NXT that could. But imagine if Balor got the case and then oh, it was like. That'd be amazing. Mania or anyone, anyone. It could be anyone. Why, not, why not have the. Um, <laughs> the Warren is taking a picture of how long we've been recording. <laughs> <laughs> He's, all, he's like, don't worry, we've still got an hour to go before it's like last week. I know all these guys um, are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, in your scenario, would the would the NXT money in the bank yeah. be for the NXT title? No, be for the opportunity to make your debut. In let's say there's an Intercontinental title ladder match. Is it puts you in that? So you win a ladder match to go in. Another oh, no, no, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, oh. I'm just saying it would be like my thinking is. I say you get called. Cena has made his name as the as the Invitational guy. You fight Cena at Mania, oh, and, you, and yeah, we don't know until the, the night before. before. Cena's there, oh. like, I'll, I'll, you know, this new gen- listen. He's just come out and said the new generation has to come through me. Yeah. We build up nice. months and months. Oh, Mania, nice. hey guys, uh, if WWE, if you're listening, all four of us are available for creative work. That's pretty um, good, and we only I mean, we're all busy. Four of our heads together because yeah, that was half an idea or quarter of an idea. We've all put that we into something. We have nailed that. Hell of a thing. Right, Em. So and the suitcase can just have a picture of Cena's happy face on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it could be a John Cena lunchbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, main event: Reigns versus Rollins. Um, yeah. The pre-match promo leading up to this made Roman Reigns look like the world's biggest baby face, mm. and it made uh, Seth Rollins look like the biggest nastiest heel in the world. And yet, the reaction when both of them came out was completely the opposite. Need to just give in on it, didn't they? Just. Is WWE? We trust you with most things that you do, mm. but I think yeah, this At is what—it's very rare that I'm going to say you—you you have got something wrong. But Roman Reigns is a heel now. There's not much you can do about Raw, it. And Raw, he came so close on Raw when he told the crowd to sh- like everyone who's chanting, hey, "You can't wrestle." Sit down and drink another beer, and just kind of—it was like he actually snapped, and it was that excitement. And oh, is he going to heal? No, no. And, and this is the thing: that, go, he's called Ambrose's brother, and they hug and stuff. I know, I know that I know that I've mentioned this on several podcasts now that I hate the "You Can't Wrestle" chant because mm. Roman Reigns can; he's very good at wrestling, yeah, and he's better than anyone in the crowd who's chanting "You Can't <laughs> Wrestle" at him. Yeah. But also, he did—he's done in his last few main event matches. He's done some really cool stuff, and yet he's not. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, someone who spent 10 years on the indies, and I get why some people are a bit salty with him for that reason, but he managed to tur- he managed to take a mid-air pedigree, which is amazing. an amazing spot. And, and that's and, not, and that's and not and Seth Rollins doing that on his own. Mm. That's two people, and Roman on, Reigns is a part of On that. the slow-mo, it was perfect. Yeah. Well. There's, there's, there's perfect. a few moves sometimes that you think, oh, I don't want to watch the slow-mo, because in the moment yeah, it's great, they but then this, yeah. they replayed it and just... The way Seth just jumped up perfectly over him and they and landed. If, if it. anything, it was better than a setup pedigree because yeah. his uh, Roman's face was right down by his knees, yeah, yeah. and his face literally just went into the canvas. Yeah. Rather, normally, there's spot, uh, inside baseball again. You, there's a bit of a gap. Yeah, um, but it was but it was golden, wonderful, wasn't it? It looked so good. It, it was, was so, good. Good. so and, good. And again, he's doing the stuff he did with AJ with the the midair uh, Superman yeah. punch. Yeah. Like, is an amazing spot, and that's the sort of spot that. Hopefully, in two years' time, when when fans have started appreciating him a bit more, yeah, you know, yeah, we get it. Sometimes people don't like it when people that they're not that keen on get pushed. But 
he is good. And he, he looks good, yeah. and he's a talented wrestler, and he was part of a massive storyline for ages when he was in The Shield. Oh, he still is. The and story, he, uh, still yeah. going. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I, I, the, the you can't wrestle thing baffles me. And, I, and, and very few people have defended it and tweeted me and gone, yeah, but he can't. People have gone, I don't no. like him. It's fine. Yeah. You don't have to like him. But now, he's a heel. In the same way that, for a lot of people, John Cena is the biggest heel in yeah. WWE because yeah. a lot of people hate him. I wonder whether Ambrose being champion is actually a way of WWE creative getting around the fact that they've messed this up. And I, I reckon Ambrose being champion is a potential way to turn both Rollins and Reigns to where they sh the crowd want them to be. Could be. I mean, right. it, I mean it's great if they're way. reacting to it like that, but equally, you know, they will have got the instructions of this is who we believe is going to be. Uh, and you can't it's one of those things that eventually someone has to and I think they've started kind of admitting they, that they've gone down the wrong path with his promo his, his I'm the guy promo yeah. his, that's it, acknowledging it that's more than Cena Cena doesn't acknowledge no, people true. booing him a lot no. he'll sometimes do it on the stage and yeah. go well they don't really like me with a little wink yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean he'll properly um, here's a question mm. now that Roman Reigns doesn't have the title yeah. he's not a good guy he's not a bad guy he's not even the guy now No. so what is he? it's a good point it's a good. I, I think, I think he'll win the. I think he'll win the title at Battleground. Do you? Yes. I think this is where the the turn will happen, and I'm telling you how I think it's going to happen. Um. So, Ambrose is. Everyone knows Ambrose from his his, his indie days, in particular, can take a proper hiding. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fans love him. Yeah. The very few people dislike Ambrose. Um, a few people are still split on Rollins, a few, and a lot of people are, are very, very, very much split on Reigns. What's going to happen is they're going to set up. You know, they used to do the triple power bomb thing. They're going to set up a double power bomb on Ambrose, and Rollins is going to get. Rollins is going to go. No, this is too far. They're going to do something between the two of them that mm. they feel is too far. That's going to turn Rollins properly babyface, and Reigns is going to go. Fuck you! I'm doing it anyway. And he's going to do something horrible to Ambrose and something horrible to, to Rollins and he's pretty much going to pin one of them with his foot on their chest and hold the title up and he's going to be a metaphorical middle finger. on heel. Because, I mean, one of the questions we got asked uh, it's from Deja Nintendo, uh, is um, <laughs> he's used the word Hoss twice in this tweet which is the main reason I've used it because I love the word Hoss. Um, <laughs> Because he said he's a natural heel, and because he's such a big guy, and he's into, he's a monster, he's a proper monster. Yeah. Mm. Why don't they just let him be a monster? It seems strange yeah, to have sorry. In the past, yeah. a big lad like him would not have been a babyface. No. Because he's bigger than everybody else. He's a bully. Mm. You, you, he would have always been a heel. In the same way that you were often bigger than most of the people you were wrestling, so you were always a heel. Yeah, always, yeah. yeah. I think, I think it would be and great everyone... to see him just have a full-blown heel run and just... Yeah. Just literally just killing people, because all of his... his all of his moves look like they would genuinely kill you. Like his spear is great. Yeah. Why not? Why not? And I think that I think that's what they're going to do. And I think they're going to do it in. I mean, if they do do it in that way now, I mean, I have already, I have already predicted my football team winning the Premier League. I mean, I am, I am clearly a wizard yeah. and living in the Matrix. <laughs> so, but, I, but I do Neil. think I. I can see them do. I can see them turning both of them and making it all right. And using Ambrose as a conduit for it yeah. to happen. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Michael. Uh, can we have a little moment of fancy booking then? Because I've yeah, got go a different on, idea on, of a background, and what I can see is a similar thing. Yeah. Of but, but but for me, it's turning. It's keeping Ambrose or having Ambrose face, but, but, but turning Roman heel. So something happening, as you said, yeah. that's just going too far, beating him. But then Seth stealing it. Because Battleground, I think, happens 
a short while after Brock returns to the UFC. Yes. Now, I'd imagine Brock's on contract for SummerSlam still, or he said he is on contract for SummerSlam so. still. Unless he gets injured at UFC. Brock lost the belt, was never pinned by Seth. Yeah. So I could see Seth stealing it and winning it. So you've you've set up an Ambrose-Roman rivalry yeah. with, with, with Roman as the heel, and they can go off and beat each other up. But as Seth wins, Brock's music drops, and you've got... Brock chasing the guy who took the belt off him but never also beat good. him for SummerSlam. We're really good at this, yeah. <laughs> That's how I see it. Um, if, I, if, I only, it. If, only we, if only our booking meetings for progress were this easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're all in the same room, it's a fucking start. Yeah, yeah to be fair, ours is done by Skype. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, 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 another it was, it was another good match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I, I, I don't think, actually, it was... It was I think Roman has been in better. And all the talk of you can't wrestle, all this kind of thing, I think he's been in some absolutely great matches yeah. this year. And I was expecting this to be one. And I don't think it quite was. I do think... I, I wasn't expecting Rollins to win clean. Which, again, is proof, I think, that they're making him a babyface. There's arguments if it was over it. that. There's arguments over the term of, of winning clean because he won, but after the ref had been knocked down, therefore everything after it's the... Still after lot the pin isn't than clean because it's... It's a lot cleaner than yeah, I thought it would have Oh, completely. Been. It was in the middle of the ring and it was it was one, two, three, and but, with no interference. And it's a long match because you can tell when a match is long because um, Seth's hair goes from very sleek to the <laughs> curliest hair in the world. Yeah, it's Literally. adorable. Um, question from Alan Boone. Um, and this, is, this is a progress-related one. Uh, who are the Reigns, Rollins and Ambrose of progress? Um, so who are because th- at the minute it feels like WWE is built on those three pillars. Yeah. Who are our three? Yeah, you know, was it? It was the five. Oh, pillars. It was the five pillars in all Japan, wasn't it? In the nineties. Yeah, he means wrestlers, right? Yeah, he means wrestlers. He doesn't mean us. Th- <laughs> I don't think. He, I don't think he means which one of us because I'm clearly Dean Ambrose. No, Glenn is Dean Ambrose. I know Glenn looks like Dean yeah. Ambrose. <laughs> yeah, Glenn is Dean Ambrose. Can I be? Can I be Seth Rollins? No, you're bigger than me. I'm the architect of progress. Uh, he's, he's so what you're saying is I'm the one that no one likes. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to break it to you like But he's always, <laughs> always <laughs> getting in the ring every week. Oh, <laughs> oh, i my best. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I promo at the start of every show. But I, I didn't say whether it was wrestlers or not, but I presume, I presume it's... Um, yeah, I presume it, 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 it's wrestlers-wise. I mean, at the minute... Because I think you've got people who are intrinsically linked, so for me it would be Marty Skrull, Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay because I know how well the three of them work together and how intrinsically linked they are globally now as well would be probably be my three. It's a tricky one, though. It is. It? I know. I'm slightly aware of saying things for fear of giving things away. So I'm, I'm not going to say it. It's interesting, isn't it? I have no idea what he's fucking mm. talking about, by the way, to be honest. It's <laughs> because your Skype connection cut out the last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's never mind. It's you two who live in... I live in, I live in on a mountain in Wales, and I have really good internet connection, and you two live in the most populous city in the United Kingdom, if not Western Europe. That's why. And it's because everyone's using it. What, you've all, you're, all on the same, you're all on the same internet hookup? Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and finally, two questions. Uh, from Joe Atherton. Hey, Joe. Uh, I like Hi Joe, Joe. Much. He's a good guy. Um, saying, uh, first of all, wouldn't the three-way match they've now booked for Battleground, wouldn't it be better for SummerSlam? Now, I think Pip's already Pip's already given you his dream book in there. How do you get to it, though? How do you get to the three-way? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Um, uh, yeah, because it had to be a disappointing count-out type thing, which you can do on Raw. You can't get away with m- m- main event of a pay-per-view. Or, equally, you have to give the champ... A pay per view off, yeah. Which isn't if no, you, if, you if, if you've got them 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 fighting for it, and then yeah, 
I, yeah. there, there is a huge uh, logic problem here. Oh for God, me. here we go. In that, and I hope they come back to it. In that, neither Reigns nor Rollins have got their contractual rematch. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's what I, I, thought I was really great. hope they both come back got to their it. contractual rematch in the same night. They've both their contracts have, have validated. Yeah. I, I think they'll have another three-way match. That's what I think. think. I think what I think will happen at Battleground will happen, and then I think they'll have a three-way ladder match at SummerSlam, or or another kind of gimmick match. Stipulation. I think they'll keep those three together for a bit because I don't see any much else for the, the others to do until Kevin Owens inevitably gets. Well, gets a push at the top of the car, which I think he will get. If one say hypothetically that I oh know they had their match, ignore me. <laughs> All right, we've ignored you. Good. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna have a thing where whoever's the heel loses a singles match versus mm-hmm. the other one, not including Ambrose in this, mm-hmm. and then goes, but well, I never got my rematch, so they get put into another triple threat. That's kind of what they did on Raw, isn't it? Though, so. <laughs> What I'd say is, Joe, is that we, I think we've we've kind of already covered it with what we just said with the UFC comparison, is that they're trying to, yeah, SummerSlam's a big deal because they've got an NXT and it's in Brooklyn and all that sort of stuff. You went to SummerSlam last year, didn't you, Joe? I did. And, um, yes. And My so- wife fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't fall asleep at NXT, did you? No, it's because we were second row for NXT because she was very because much into it. someone who we might know might have put you on the second Correct. row. Correct. Um, uh, but for SummerSlam, we were five rows from the back. In the steepest raked seating in Brooklyn, it's crazy. Officially, or right. no, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Brooklyn plaque. Brooklyn steepest raked seats. So there's hardly any legroom because it's such a steep rake. Yeah. yeah, and it and all the heat goes there because it's yeah. at the top. And yeah. she just fell asleep two hours into a four-hour pay-per-view. God damn it! Wow. Um, so yeah, but I think that's the it, we're trying. I think WWE are trying not to make it the big four anymore. And and equally, as I've kind yeah. of I've I've moaned about before, or not moaned about, but they need to make the pay per views all the more exciting now that Raw is three hours anyway, and most of the pay per views are three hours. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so what's the difference? What's the it's extra? like it's right, it's there, yeah. there. It's this, it's this big match. It's like, yeah. well, we get three hours every Monday, and then now we're gonna have on the Tuesday yeah. the SmackDown the split. So, um, final question of the entire Tuesday night draw for this week, this what, month. What's rather. the last question? This is the final question. This is it. I'll have to tell you. Um, uh, this is again from Joe Joe Atherton um, do too many title switches and they, WWE have had seven in seven months devalue the title how many titles have they got the, we, he's just talking the main title so set, the main title in WWE the WWE World Heavyweight title has switched seven times in seven months that's crazy I trust Joe on this. He's a bit, he's a bit stato like no, that. No, and again, it makes sense because of Seamus cashing in when stato, isn't it? When Roman won and yeah. all this kind of thing. So Seamus has been champion. Roman's been champion tw- twice. Twice. In seven months. Triple H. Triple H has been champion. Yeah, since January. Triple H was champion at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. This is all right. Yeah, Roman again. I mean, I can get the history of it up if you want, but my phone's on airplane mode. Ge- I genuinely trust no. him. There has been seven champions. I'm definitely there. Or, or you had four. Been th- then Roman th- again. Three. Then three Seth. in one night. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. Dean. So, do we yeah. feel it cheapens a title in general? I mean, it's quite a good general question. I mean, uh, how many champions have we had in progress? Seven. Seven. I think. In, in four, four and a half years. Four and a half years. Um, but I think obviously we're different. We don't have a show every week. We don't have several shows every week. 
Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, not s- yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> or ever. Ever. Um, <laughs> killers. Um, I mean, from my point of view, I like it when someone holds a title for ages. But also, I do think sometimes you've got to shake stuff up a bit. I mean, if you if you end up like, I love Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair back when he was NWA champion. But but you never thought Ric Flair was going to lose. Ever. Right. It, f- ever. Yeah. For me, it ever. depends on the people who it's going between. It's 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 going between the guys that are clearly the top guys. So I don't think it's cheapening it. I think if Triple H takes it off road and things like that, it's mm-hmm. it's it's not like when say we'd have, and this isn't a diss on anyone, but Miz or Jack Swagger or or these types of people as the champs. Then you kind of think it. It's not feeling that that yeah. that rich at the moment. At the moment, these feel like the top guys in the. But also as well, I mean the 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 construct of having the money in the bank situation mm. means that, and especially because they advertise it by going every time someone cashes this in, they win. Yeah. Then you've got to you, you've yeah. kind of got. It's only twice it hasn't. I don't. I, I wish I knew the Cena two. Sandow. Cena Sandow. I think. Thanks, mate. Um, if you want to correct uh, correct us, uh, John's personal Twitter account is Brylo Tweet. <laughs> Just add on there. Use the hashtag. Uh, when will it be on on demand? Um, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, for me, I think if you're if you're like 1999 WCW and you've got a new champion every two weeks, then that cheapens it. I think yeah. seven in seven months because now it could well be that Dean Ambrose is champion for a year. I was yeah. going to say it makes it, it makes it mean got, something when there is a run. Then I think yeah. you know what I mean. It, it should be a big deal if yeah. someone's holding it for a long time. Not well, it's always a long it's a fair run. Point, yeah. it's it's like if, if you if your audience is so conditioned to a, a champion holding it for let's say at least four or five months, yeah, then any title defense that happens within those four or five you months, you can kind of switch can, off yeah. from. And, and I think if you think of it from a like a purely fan PG kid, I think of a ten-year-old kid watching it knows nothing of the inner workings how exciting is that hmm. like oh you could win it because yeah. you've got, such you've such got to have you, and, and again I think this comes down to UFC anyone can anyone can get knocked out yeah. in UFC yeah, yeah. so yeah, you've got to and, and, and that is in more and more people's uh, consciousness whenever they're watching wrestling now even though vet, one's, one's a legit sport and one is sports entertainment people still think of things like that and you've got to have the believability of oh hang on a fucking minute you got beat mm. yeah because if, if you have that, if you have a little bit of unpredictability about about wrestling, people will go, "Oh, mm. hang on." And I, I do think I do think you need to do that. I think every week, no, that's not for yeah, me. Exactly. I, I do think and you need to you need to establish stuff. But it, but it's certainly it's it's always it's a tough thing when you're a wrestling promoter to think about stuff like that. But I do think in, in WWE's case, I don't think I, I'm aware a lot of those changes are in one night, so it doesn't. I don't it's think it's too much yeah. of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's nice to have a belt like a champ, like a solid champion. Doesn't necessarily have to be your top belt, whatever that yeah. is. But you know, like it's nice to have one where you know all well, that belt lives with that guy. And I was yeah. going to say it's all balance, isn't it? Yeah. As well, so you've got the tag team championships that have been held for a long time. I'd imagine a Rusev is going to have a long run. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. the yeah. US so you've, you you yeah. can't have everyone j- so just like, on long runs right. you need some exactly. belts changing yeah, so, like so that's kind of the excitement of the surface, yeah. because yeah. you've got good yeah. I, feel, I don't think it cheapens it it can like you said yeah. 1999 WCW yeah but I mean obviously when you debut Danny I mean you, you want it pretty quick I mean you've, you've yeah, stated well, that it's you? in returns yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right um, let us let us plug some things um, uh, John Briley what would you like to plug, John? I mean, I'm fairly sure I know where this is going. Um, I would like to plug 
two things. Yes. Or two and a half things, really. Okay. So the first one is Progress Wrestling, of which I am one of the owners. No, along, get out. Alongside Jim Swanman and Glenn, who was on last time. Hmm. Is that right? Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, ProgressWrestling.com. We don't just run big shows. <laughs> <laughs> All the, the shows are big, is there the right are way of saying it. Three shows between... I'm not counting this Sunday because it's already sold out but there are three shows between now and our show at Brixton Academy which is on Sunday the 25th of September um, it's about 75% sold at the moment as an offshoot of that demand-progress.com is our on-demand service it will be on-demand when it's fucking ready <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if people realise but I do the editing on your own on my own we are we are a cottage industry. We are we are a three person company, uh, plus the camera crew who film the shows, but they don't edit the shows. I do the editing. I also have a job, so stop fucking asking. <laughs> <laughs> and so but we do, but we do love you. Please yes. subscribe. Um, uh, genuinely, your support is very very much appreciated. Sometimes I get a little bit snappy on social nah, media. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I love about it, we had this discussion the other day is people presume that's me. Yeah. So I get all John's heat. If John's <laughs> snappy with people on, on Twitter, people go, why are you being a dick? I'm like, I'm literally nothing to do with a Twitter account. I, I like trying to guess when I read the tweets. You can, tell when he's away. <laughs> you can tell when he's away and I'm doing it because the tone's, the tone's different and also I spend a lot more time taking the piss out of people. As a rule, on-demand progress, we try and have the shows up within five or six days and we stick to it pretty much. Yeah. So there's your, there's your hard and fast So hopefully rule. by the weekend you'll be able to watch Chris Hero against Marty Skirt. Correct. Ahead of coming to Chapter 32. On Sunday. On Sunday. Um, and the other thing I want to plug is Jim Smallman's solo comedy show. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Next Monday night. Uh, where he's up, he's up against the football. Yeah. Um, which I'm missing to but go let, and watch But it. let's be honest. I mean, based on Roy Hodgson's management of the England team, and I don't support England, I support Wales, uh, but, um, but based on Roy Hodgson's management of the England team, an hour of my moderately well-honed stand-up that I've been nominated for an award for is going to be infinitely more entertaining than watching England under Roy Hodgson. Trust me, Definitely. it really is. There's gonna, I, I've got a lot more attack in me than that. <laughs> I liked it earlier on that, that, that we were talking and, 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 and Wargu, who's a Spurs fan, pointed out, as a lot of Spurs fans have, that the England team is basically Spurs. It's like, well, this is the first time the England team have officially been worse than Wales. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Spurs. Cheers for that. Officially. Like, in, a, in a league table, everything. Officially worse than Wales. So. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> Danny. I just wanted to plug, uh, we've got a new intake for the beginners training course at the uh, Projo, which is the Progress Wrestling School, starting July, I believe. Uh, if you check out progresswrestling.com, uh, you can find all the information you need there. Um, yep, complete beginners, welcome, never have to have been in a ring before, and all the details, progresswrestling.com. Uh, and where are you on Twitter? Because people, I recommend people follow Danny on Twitter because he's great. Uh, at Danny Garnell. Excellent. Please don't follow me on Twitter. Don't, don't <laughs> I follow. Have nothing interesting to say. Don't follow Brilo tweet on Twitter. Um, it's reverse psychology. I see what you're doing here. Um, <laughs> I'm the architect of progress. <laughs> uh, Pip. Um, all I want to plug is 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 other network stuff. So there's four podcasts on the network Indeed. now. So there's there's this podcast. There's there's my own distraction pieces. There's say why to drugs with Dr. Susie Gage, which has gone absolutely m m mental and, yeah, was number seven... was number seven in the whole of the iTunes mm. podcast chart the other wow. week, which wow. is insane That's for a brand new podcast. But Brilliant. it's because it's just a really interesting podcast. It's Each week it's choosing a different drug and discussing it unbiased. And she's a doctor and she gives the, 
other facts. It's, it, it's really good. So far, we've covered uh, marijuana, uh, tobacco, and alcohol. And we've already recorded um, MDMA and ketamine, I think, are the ones to come. And it's just it's fascinating. It's really interesting. But, but we've launched another drug a base one called Stop and Search, which is by J- Jason Reed, who works at Leap UK, which is Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. And it's a load of ex-judges, ex-police, current judges, current police, all trying to get change in the drug law in the UK. All people who have fought this fictional war on drugs and realise it isn't working and there should be other options. So the, that podcast is going to vary, but you know, the the first one is, an, is a live panel debate with Robin Inson, with Dr. Susie Gage, and a guy called Stuart Oxenham, I think. I keep forgetting. But, um, yeah, it's really good, and it's a good discussion, so uh, check them out. They're all on iTunes or Acast and, and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> it's good when you went northern. I like that. Um, and they are they are genuinely excellent. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Jason's a wrestling fan as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, So we're yeah. going to try and get him on one of these yeah, at some point. he's a massive Because he's, he's a good guy. Um, uh, Warren, uh, this is Bricks.com, yeah? Yes, please. That's, Sweet, that's Warren's, Warren's excellent band. Um, uh, so uh, check them out. Uh, me, jimsmorman.com for gigs. jimsmorman.com slash mygirlsfilm for my uh, film recording uh, next Monday, uh, the 27th of June at the Backyard in Bethnal Green. Uh, and I'm at Jim Smallman on Twitter. Um, obviously, just keep telling people about this because it's going quite well. Tuesday really night, sure. I'm quite. I'm really pleased with how it's going. I genuinely love doing it. I, I, it's all I've done today. I got on a train, mm-hmm. came down here. I'm going back on a train as soon as we finished. And I, I genuinely like doing this. And I love all the feedback we've been getting. And I love the fact that people have reviewed it on iTunes yeah. and, and really been super, super, super positive about it. Genuinely appreciate it. Keep telling people so we can keep growing it. Oh, we've uh, both been genuinely stunned that people yeah. weren't annoyed with how long some of them are. <laughs> and some of them because there have been Except points John, where John we've was. been. Damn, this, this this might be too much, but yeah, the, the reception has been amazing. And I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go out and, and interview a couple of people for some mini episodes between the, this one and the next amazing. one. Uh, I will warn you now. Uh, the next one we do in here, uh, my daughter will be with me because I've got her that week and it's the summer holidays Fantastic. and I've already gone. I know you know nothing about wrestling, but you're going to sit in a corner and play Minecraft on your iPad while we do this. I love it. Uh, sure she's got plenty of water, Jesus. Yeah, yeah I will. I will. I will worry slightly <laughs> about dehydrated about child. Her the yeah, because um, I'm already a terrible parent, uh, as you'll know if you come and see my girls next uh, Monday. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but um, but yeah, do keep t- telling people. And obviously, if you want to tweet um, me about it at Jim Small, you always use a hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw, so I know it's to do with wrestling, not to do with comedy. Or football or other stuff um, uh, and yeah thanks for listening uh, thanks for supporting us keep telling the world about it and we'll be back with another big one of these after Battleground in July cheers guys bye hold up what was that boring no flavour that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.